The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Big Texas election. Big election. Uh, was it, were, the, were we the only ones having a primary yesterday? I don't think I've heard about anybody else. Yeah, I didn't see anybody else. So uh, uh, they're making a huge deal out of the Democrat turnout. It's a primary. Democrats are voting for Democrats, not against Republicans right now. I think it's a little premature for the Texas is turning blue discussion, which is not going to happen this year. It's not happening. I hope. <laughs> Somebody pointed oh. out, hey, you know what, Pat? Uh, your track record, uh, yours and Glenn's, mm-hmm. lately of predicting elections isn't great. So <laughs> that's yeah, maybe, a pretty good point. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe not. And uh, yes, maybe Texas not. was the only one uh, yesterday. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard sometimes for us to get, first of all, Republicans have jobs. And so... <laughs> We don't get to the polls as early as Democrats. They got nothing else. What are they going to do? Sit around the house, drink beer. Wait for the mail. Drop acid. <laughs> wait for the mail. You know, the, the check to come right. from the government. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. So we've actually got jobs. So we save our voting effort for the real thing. And it's so hard to get fired up uh, about some of these local elections. You know, um, although, man, the... the uh, district judge in place eight race that was going on here (laughs) oh man was that heated yeah that was a rough one wow uh i thought they were going to kill each other they both wanted it so much Mm -hmm. they spent over a dollar 98 on that election cycle on that campaign they dollar 98 each yeah and they scheduled that duel each did they ever yes they did did they do that one? i think it happens today the duel yeah (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> in place of a runoff i actually wanted to be informed this time on the judges yeah you know because who knows i don't i don't know about the circuit court judge the appeals court judgeships the <clears throat> justice of the peace so i actually sat down my wife one of her friends gave her a uh sample ballot so i went through the whole sample ballot and mm-hmm. i looked up the records of these people and i looked up the positions of them Good. and i looked up their you know their rulings and all that stuff and it must have been i don't know 15 or 20 of them and we went through and we decided who we we're going to vote for. Got to the uh, voting booth yesterday, found out uh, we researched the wrong ballot. It's Seen almost that. none of them were on our ballot. What are you doing? I was so pissed. You should have been. Uh, uh, so, you know, then it was the usual guesswork. I don't know, the incumbent. Really? I don't know, the, this guy. Are you guy. serious? You didn't I've find out until you were in the name. booth? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what I happened know. to the days when you had a producer that would, you know, say, hey, what's your address? Where and then look are it up those and then, days, right? And then print up the sample ballot. When I was in Houston, I had a really good producer for uh, a while, and he actually, he actually used to do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So Whatever I, happened to him? I don't know what happened to him. Got huh. old and died or something? I don't, I don't know. No. <clears throat> I think he went bald, I heard, and... Uh, <laughs> Hey, that's that's a low blow. <laughs> no, but you know the thing about these uh, primary things is like the first time I went through them in Texas, I got really excited 
because it was like mm. proposition one. Mm-hmm. Tex- this is a real proposition on the ballot we did. Texas should replace the property tax system with an appropriate consumption tax equivalent. Uh, hell yeah. And then you, all they these are comments. That that, yes. No government entity should ever construct a, or fund co- construction or, of toll roads without voter approval. Uh, yes. yes. I used to get excited about those too. Right. And then we found out Wait a they're minute. not binding. This is <clears> stupid. This is just, just for fun. the Republican Party what you want. It, it, uh, they put those on there. Everybody votes overwhelmingly yes. yes on all of them. Yeah, what a great idea. Why don't you actually do it? Should they you, don't. Should they employers don't. use the e-verify system? Oh yes. my gosh, that's going to happen? No. No, no, it's not. These are non-binding. This is just for fun, kids. This is fantasy yeah. land. Hey, what would you really like if we were really conservative? All those things. Agonizing. Hey, real quick. <laughs> I was looking up the dates of all the primaries, and uh, Texas is first out of the gate uh, with our March 6th primary, uh-huh. and they all go through uh, about mid-September, and then... We have to address this, Louisiana. I can't take it. You can't have your primary on November 6th, and then every year we have to wait till December 8th or whatever it is. Sometimes to know the balance of power in the Senate. I don't know. Why are they parishes instead of counties? Why do you yeah. guys have your uh, primary on November's election day for the rest of us? Come on. Can we, should we remind them? Uh, we purchased your stupid territory right. from the French a long time ago. Stop yeah. with the French nonsense. Yeah. It's not a parish. Mm-hmm. It's a county. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Parish. Go is not spelled G E A U X. It's G O. Yeah. Okay. This is America. Mm-hmm. This is not France. Primaries are not to happen in the month of November. That's reserved <laughs> for the general election. All right. Uh, Ted Cruz won handily, of course, against his uh, couple of uh, people that primaried him. 85% is what he wound <laughs> up with. Uh, Greg Abbott wound up with 90% of the vote. Unfortunately, George P. Bush survived. Wait, wait, what And he survived handily. It was like 57 to 23. Oh, there's another runoff then. 57, 23, something like that. No, he, yeah. he got enough. He's, he's in. He's, so he'll go up against the Democrat and he'll destroy the Democrat. And he'll reimagine the Alamo. And us. he'll reimagine. Yeah. He'll reimagine the Alamo. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to reimagine the Alamo. I don't care if the, the others are the people we beat, if they're offended that we beat them. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah. To the victors go the spoils. And the writing of history. You can't soften that just because there's a whole bunch of people from Mexico looking at it. They, they're okay with it now. It's been 170 years or whatever. Come on. It's, it's ludicrous that we're going to reimagine, soften, and change the Alamo. That's why I thought the other guy was going to win. Because he was so adamant about that. And he ran uh, a pretty tough schedule of ads against... Uh, uh, Bush talking about how the Alamo must be left alone. Don't remove the the sculptures. Don't put them anywhere else. Don't turn it into a mall. It's the Alamo. Leave it alone. It's sacred space. Leave it alone. I mean, it, how how did Texas? I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I thought for sure Texans were going to respond to that. And in polls, it seemed like. They were talking about the end of the Bush dynasty because he's the last Bush in office right now. And so I really thought, all right, good, good. We're going to a shot here. Nope. I mean, in the end, he crushed the competition, crushed him. It's more than two to one. Uh, So kind of disappointing. But that that judgeship in place eight, pretty psyched about that. Yeah, especially since you studied the wrong... Yeah. The wrong one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm looking at the ballot thinking, 
where, where are the people that I researched? Like, because I'm an old man <laughs> and I go in there with my ballot already marked off, uh-huh. and I'm in there out of there in record time. Just oh, yep, click, 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 boom. Where's my stickers for the kids? We're out of here. Yeah, I, and so I can I I feel your pain because that is frustrating right there. It is frustrating. But hey, really now now you're a really super duper uber educated voter because you care about you know District Eight, right? Place, place eight. eight, yeah. District judge in, in Place Eight, and you live over in Place Four <laughs> or Five, or no, you probably don't even know. I now. don't even know. <laughs> you're just like I, I didn't thought know. it was Place Eight. Yeah, is it District Ninety Eight or Ninety Four or Two? I don't know. Uh, I'm in a district. I know that. Uh-huh. I, I don't know which one. Who knows what number their district is? Do you? Do you know what number your district is? No, you don't. Okay, it's a double ahead. digit. It's a 30-something niner. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know how much was decided yesterday, but they're trying to make a big deal out of it. Like, like Democrats are already going to take Texas back. And again, I, I've been bad on my predictions with elections lately, so maybe I shouldn't predict. But mm. I can't see it happening. Or there, some, there was somebody else I didn't see happening, and that was a man named Donald J. Trump. Who's that? President of the United States now. So that huh. happened. It did? Yeah, it, it happened. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Huh. It's a thing. Uh, Stormy Daniels knows it's a thing. Um, she's <laughs> suing now Donald Trump, uh, alleging he never signed a non-disclosure agreement that his lawyer arranged with her. <clears throat> and so she wants to get out and talk about this, apparently. And... Uh, so we know that a payment was made to keep her quiet of $130,000. The, she says, and her lawyer says that the president knew that they were paying her off. And, uh, so she'll probably be talking about this soon. And we're going to hear earfuls of information (laughs) about their time together, uh, which can't make things better. I would think. Is that the same one who had the friend who came out and said, yeah, he chased her around in yes. his underwear? Okay. Yeah. But that, that's why her friend was talking about it, because she couldn't. Right. But I think now she's going to. Hmm. Uh, so we've got that going for us. We got a whole nother presidential scandal from 10 or 11 years ago to go through. Well, we don't have enough going on, so we got to mix in something like a porn star accusing the president stuff yeah because otherwise things are so boring. well going so well right now they're and just boring boring right yeah i yeah. mean that's stop. what i would say it's about like a, it. every day the news happens a yawn boring. fest same old stuff every day <sighs> same old stuff uh in the meantime <laughs> the president says uh, he's defending himself against the chaos uh thing that everybody's yelling that there's chaos going on in the white house that everybody's at each other's throats people are jumping ship and nobody likes being there. Here's what he said at a joint press conference with the Prime Minister of Sweden. Believe me, everybody wants to work in the White House. They all want a piece of that Oval Office. They want a piece of the <laughs> West Wing. And not only in terms of mm-hmm. it looks great on their resume, it's just a great place to work. It's got tremendous energy. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I like conflict. I like having two people with different points of view, and I certainly have that. And then I make a decision. But I like watching it. I like seeing it. And I think it's the best way to go. I like Mm. different points of view. But the White House has a tremendous energy and we have tremendous talent. Um, uh, Morning Joe did a little something with that. Um, (laughs) 
here's here's how he made it out. You know, I read where, oh, gee, maybe people don't want to work for Trump. But believe me, everybody wants to work in the White House. Michael Flynn has resigned. The White House communications director, Mike Dubke, has resigned. Mm -hmm. Press Secretary Sean Spicer resigning. Reince Priebus is out. White House communications director, Anthony Scaramucci, (laughs) resigned. The senior administration official is confirming that Bannon will be leaving. Keith Schiller will be departing the White House. Health Secretary Tom Price resigned. The deputy national security advisor is now leaving. Rob Porter is resigning. White House communications director, Hope Hicks, has resigned. The president. Chief Economic Advisor Gary Cohn uh, has officially resigned. You know, I read where, oh, gee, maybe people don't want to work for Trump. But believe me, everybody wants to work in the White House. (laughs) Well, except for those 12. Just a dozen people, though, that have left in in a year. You got it. I wouldn't worry about that. Don't even. I mean, that's not a thing, right? 12. It's only only a dozen people that have left. Uh, It seems like it feels like more, though, for some reason. It does. But 12, that's a hefty number in a year. Good number. 888-933-93. What if I told you there's a new product that allows you to practice your gun safely, privately, Mm -hmm. and in the comfort of your own home? Is it called a book? Like a big, thick book you aim at? No, because that could possibly (laughs) go awry. Uh, At least it did for this guy. Uh, Authorities say a Florida man was taking target practice in his home... (laughs) Unfortunately, he wasn't using the iTarget Pro system, so he was arrested because the bullets went through the wall into his neighbor's apartment. Weird. Oopsie daisies. You couldn't see that coming. Yeah, he thought, you know, what if I shoot this into a big, thick book? (laughs) That'll stop the bullet in its tracks. (laughs) No. It didn't. No. You know, there was that really tragic thing, too, where, remember that YouTube stunt where the girlfriend said, okay, we're going to fire this through a dictionary, and he put it up to his chest. And it, of course, went through the dictionary into his chest. So don't do that. No. That's not safe. No. Plus, even if, you know, obviously 99.9% of us are, are smart enough not to do that, but this will also save you a bunch of money on ammo. Ammo's really expensive. If you shoot a lot, you're going to pay a lot for the bullets. Uh, there's also range fees. Then there's also the, the hassle of going to and from the range. Well, now... The iTarget Pro system allows you to use your cell phone and their pri- proprietary app, which uses a, a laser instead of the bullet, and it, dire- it detects exactly where your shots are landing. So you see it and you hear it. It's really a cool system. Go to the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Check out that video. It's going to tell you everything you need to know. Right now, save 10% when you use the offer code PAT. Just that simple. P-A-T. When you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Competitive shooters do this all the time. Save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level. Be proficient with your gun safely and effectively. It's the letter I, targetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We were just uh, talking here during the break about being on party mailing lists and how you avoid that. 
with the elections. And, and, and it reminded me that mm-hmm. a while ago we were talking about those obnoxious customer cards that you have to use at the grocery store, <laughs> except I don't because I don't want to. I, I don't do. want to give you my information. I don't want to. I do. Even though, you know, when you buy a steak, it's like nineteen fifty a pound unless you have their stupid card. Yeah. Then it's $7 a pound. Awesome. Okay, stop it. Stop it's it. It's a private business. Make it a private decision. So anyway, we were complaining about that, I don't know, months ago. Mm-hmm. And somebody called and said, hey, you know what you should do is just <laughs> use any area code and then 8675309. Genius. You know, Jenny's number <laughs> from the bathroom mall. And I thought, he said, because people they're in every city, yeah. that song is so prevalent that there's a working 8675309 everywhere. So I went to Kroger, <laughs> put in the area code, yeah. 8675309, beep. Yep, yeah, we're through. And kids these days have no idea what the reference is. They'll be <laughs> they like, don't okay, know. Eight, six, seven. They don't know. That's awesome. Okay. I can't believe I have never done that. I love it. It's great. I mean, and because uh, I'm every time I'm an idiot, and uh, you know, I don't. I feel bad. Like if I make up a number, not that the eight six seven, absolutely going to do that. But I feel bad because if I just make up a number, somebody out there yeah, is you don't suffering, want, right? And and right. I, but so, I don't think anybody really has eight six seven five three zero nine. No, they'd no, exactly. Be dri- they'd be driven crazy by that, right? So I, uh, I actually <clears throat> give them give them my home number, um, which you know. <laughs> Because I'm the only person left with a landline in the world. Seems like it. Yeah, we turned ours off. Yeah. It just doesn't even ring anymore. So we use that, in theory, just to keep in touch with the kids and stuff like that. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like Mm -hmm. the one set of parents in the world that haven't given our kids cell phones. You know, we don't hand it to them when they come out of the womb. You're kidding. Like most, right? I hope. I hope. Well, like, when do they get their cell phone? Mm, I think uh, think the 14-year-old guy, when, when she was 13, maybe. 14? I don't know. That's about so, 12 years too late. I mean, well, you know, it could be phoning their toddler friends. You're saying about two years old is a good, <laughs> is a good age? I'm saying right around there, yeah. Well, two years old. That's a little late. Well, but late? <laughs> somewhat Hold acceptable. On, grab this story. Yeah. That is awesome. There's a story over here about a kid in a phone. That's toddler, <laughs> toddler likes locks iPhone for 48 years. <laughs> and the same thing could happen to your smartphone. Uh, you better make sure you don't hand your iPhone to any toddlers. Uh-huh. Two-year-old boy in Shanghai reportedly shut down his mom's iPhone by repeatedly entering the wrong passcode. You know what? That's funny. Cause it's that is like, funny. Here, kid, go and uh, entertain yeah, yourself. Go play with it. Oh, yeah? It's amazing I'll how show you. They, they know generally what to do, too. My grandson is one, barely turned one. He's a year and a month. And... Uh, he grabbed my cell phone the other day, and he just starts using his thumbs, yeah. swiping and moving it, and he knows what to do with it. That is it's incredible. Kids' brains are wired so it's, differently. Yeah, they, they almost ours. come out of the womb knowing about electronics. Yeah, especially if you give them a cell phone like a responsible parent would. Right, exactly. Not me. Police finally release uh, drugs. Oh, okay. The mom said that her son was allowed to use the phone to watch educational videos. <laughs> Yeah, everybody does that, right? Go watch Sesame Street, or you can watch, yeah. I don't know, that fireman yeah. thing or the pirate deal, yeah. whatever. And, and Jeffrey reads them for the articles. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she returned home to find that she'd entered, he had entered the wrong password so many times that it locked for 25 million minutes. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, golly. So and th- the story doesn't even resolve if, if she ever got into her phone. One Chinese technician said he'd seen phones locked. For 80 
years. <laughs> you know what? Just uh, you just you just just might as well throw it away at that get, point. Get a right? new one. <laughs> can they not break that? Can can somebody not? Can you take it into? Well, I don't know an iPhone store and have yeah, them unlock it. Yeah, you could do that unless uh, you're suspected in a terrorist attack in uh, San Bernardino. In that case, no, we're going to keep that phone locked. Yeah. Yeah. So most people, though, are not suspected in a terrorist case in San Bernardino, so you could have yours unlocked. But you remember imagine. that. You remember that. Apple refused to unlock that guy's oh, phone yeah, that's right. for the FBI. That's right. Yeah. That was a big thing. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I've, I, like, I, I sided with Apple in that one because that's how I roll. Well, you don't want the government getting into stuff. Nope. You just don't want you that. You set that precedent and the, the door is open. Well, they're going to abuse it every time. They're and, going to abuse it. There's no what? ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're just going to do it. And I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibilities. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but nothing does anymore. Mm-hmm. That the government be like, you know what? No locks on phones. Because we've got to be able to get into it anytime. Active investigation. You never know if you're going to be a suspect in it. we got to mm-hmm. help you. Or you got to be able to help us cooperate. So no locks on phones. There's a whole bunch you of great technology that. that you know we should be really careful with. I mean, talked about... OnStar before, and every car company now has their own version of OnStar. The cops can use that to shut down your car if they want to. Mm. Well, I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm going to shut down my car. Yeah, you don't, you don't know when they'll consider you doing something wrong that you may not consider wrong. That could happen at some point. And then you'll be driving around trying to escape, and they shut down your car remotely. <laughs> And then what do you do? And and this is the mindset of lawmakers. I remember when the NSA thing came out with um, with uh, Prism and everything, and Lindsey Graham was saying, "I don't care if you look at who I've been talking to, uh, my AT and T bill." Such a buffoon. I mean, these are the people making these laws. If anybody should care, it's the people that are put in place to protect our liberties. What was it he said about free speech too? That one time, uh, I believe in free speech, but. Not in a time we're at war. Yeah, we're at war. Well, I believe in free speech, oh, but we're gosh. at war. Don't get me started on this guy. <laughs> he would a buffoon. I, there's a reason uh, conservatives don't like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> in fact, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, Trump, at, a, at that joint press conference with the Prime Minister of Sweden, uh, was answering some questions about Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Here's what he said yesterday. The Russians had no impact on our votes whatsoever, uh, but... Certainly there was meddling and probably there was meddling from other countries and maybe other individuals. And I think you have to be uh, really watching very closely. You don't want your system of votes to be compromised in any way. Uh-huh. And we won't allow that to happen. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hey, if you're uh, not properly maintaining your filters, you're not only breathing unhealthy air you might just find yourself with no heat and thousands of dollars worth of repairs. So what can you do? You just get sick all winter long? Do you just have your allergies aggravated for months and months at a time? No, there's a better way. It's called filterby.com. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for your homes and small business. Uh, Filterby.com carries over 600 different filter sizes, custom options, and then, uh, once you order it, it's shipped free. You don't pay any extra for the shipping within 24 hours. So it gets there quickly. And it's manufactured right here in America. Great American company with great American products. And making it super convenient for you to breathe better in your home. 
Filter Buy has a multitude of Merv, Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing all the dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while you maximize the efficiency of your system. And you can save 5% right now when you set up auto-delivery. And then you never have to think about, well, is it time again? Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. And this is the time of year to get serious about air filters because here comes the pollen. It's Absolutely. It yeah. is spring. Save money, save time, breathe better. Just be healthier in your home for you and your whole family. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. You can also uh, reach us at Pat Unleashed on Twitter if uh, if you feel like it. We read your tweets several times a day. Uh, you know what's going to be interesting this weekend is the O.J. Simpson confession show. Uh, the hypothetical uh, confession <laughs> of O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a little preview of what that's going to be like. It's pretty interesting. I guess the woman who wrote the book with him, uh, which was called If I Did It, uh, she is the one who interviews him. And uh, here's the little preview. In 2006, O.J. Simpson gave a no-holds-barred interview, including his gripping account of what might have happened that fateful night. For over a decade, the tapes of that infamous interview were lost. Until now. I'm going to tell you a story you've never heard before. It takes place the night of June 12, 1994, and it concerns the murders of my ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her young friend, Ronald Goldman. Forget everything you think you know about that night, because I know the facts better than anyone. This is one story the whole world got wrong. Does he confess? You be the judge. O.J. Simpson, The Lost Confession, Sunday, March 11th on Fox. Yeah, he knows it better than anyone because he did it. He did it. He was there, <laughs> right? He's the guy who was covered in blood at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's just chilling. And, and yep. so is this. Uh, here's what else he has to say in the little preview beyond that one. For the upcoming weekend show. And you write in the book. Now picture this and keep in mind that this is purely hypothetical. 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 Yes. Purely. Oh, Why don't you? you. Uh, keep in mind, purely hypothetical. That's all this is. <laughs> you be the judge whether this is purely hypothetical. Tell me what might have happened on the night of June 12th, 1994. <laughs> and let's just walk yeah. through the night. I, well, first of all, it's, this mm-hmm. is very difficult for me to do this. Uh, yeah. It's very difficult for me mm-hmm. because it's hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I know and I accept the fact that people are going to feel whatever way they're going to feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they're going to, uh, uh-huh. um, um, 
you know, some uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever sure. Sure. Feel. Sure. Mm-hmm. In the book, the hypothetical is uh, uh, Charlie uh, pulls out. Charlie mm-hmm. <laughs> came by and mentioned something. Okay. Did you notice it switched from hypothetical to now he's about to speak about what seeming? I mean, it seems. Uh huh. This is taking a turn from the hypothetical now. Charlie came by uh-huh. and and listen to this about what was going on at her house. This Told guy him. Charlie shows up. Wow. I had recently become friends with. Okay. And, uh, who you'd uh, recently? Hmm. It's first person now. I don't know why you had been buying the Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And uh, hmm. and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop. I re- Wait, wow, I'm is sorry? that chilling? I remember. Th- I remember thinking. I remember thinking. So this is switch from hypothetical Woo-hoo. to first person now. <laughs> this is a first person account all of a sudden of Charlie telling him. Hey, Juice, you won't believe what's going on over at your uh, wife's house. Nicole and this Ronald Goldman guy. And I remember thinking, he says, whatever's going on there has got to stop. And apparently, that's when he and Charlie drove over and made it stop. That is chilling stuff. That's chilling. I mean, I... I'm going to be riveted to this show. I have to admit. I mean, it's been, what, 20, 24 years since that happened. And he uh, he was actually incarcerated for nine of those years. But for most of those years, he's been scot-free, going out golfing. And, and even during his incarceration, it wasn't for the double murder. So did he get away with a double murder? I don't know, but it... it I mean, everybody believes he did. Not everybody, but most people, I think, believe O.J. Simpson is guilty. And then for Fox to find this show and and air it now, it's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. He's not smart. That's, that's I know. Sure. I I don't know if he's just so arrogant yeah. that he loves the attention or what it is about him, but he can't seem to leave well enough alone. You know, he could have just led a pretty good life. On his uh, NFL uh, salary, his NFL pension, and all of the money he was getting from from memorabilia, autograph signing, whatever, he could have tried to pay off the Goldmans and uh, just lived a normal life. But he couldn't. There's something inside of him that makes him want to speak out like this. Yeah. There's something inside of him that just eats away and he had to go to that hotel room in Las Vegas and try to get his stuff back that he thought was his. And that cost him dearly. That cost him more than the double murder did. Really amazing. I so I can't I can't wait to see this. That you talk about guilty viewing pleasure. That's wow. That's going to be a guilty pleasure to watch that thing. Cuz it's just riveting. You know, you talk about um as we did with uh, Glenn and Stu on the radio show, uh, they were talking yesterday on the TV show about a, a Netflix show called The Push, which I watched last night with my wife. That thing is riveting. Hmm. And it just tells you a lot about human nature and what people will do or won't do when they're pushed into it by circumstances and peer pressure. So it confirms that we suck. Right. Uh, it, well, I don't want to give away. Yeah. Anything. Okay. Good. I want to watch it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. It, yeah. It's. But it's. It's fascinating. Hmm. And then. And then to couple that with the O.J. Simpson show. I mean. 
It tells a lot. Both those things tell a lot about where we are right now. And where we are is in a place that's a little spooky when you've got uh, Amazon's Alexa randomly <laughs> laughing <laughs> without being prompted in your home and ignoring commands. Um, recent reports from owners of Amazon Alexa devices are, are saying that it's bone-chillingly creepy when Alexa starts laughing unsolicited. Some users say their Alexa-enabled gadgets start laughing totally unprompted. Uh, the Alexa-enabled devices like the Echo say their gadgets are randomly laughing. It's programmed to laugh at jokes, but doesn't typically just laugh randomly. But it is doing that now. One user reportedly tried to turn on the lights, turn the lights off in their home, but Alexa repeatedly turned the lights back on. Eventually... Okay. Doing an evil laugh afterward. I don't care for this at all. This is not fun at all. So you tell Alexa, turn off the lights. And it turns them off and then back on. And then you go over and turn them off and it turns them back on. And then you get an evil laugh afterward. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's scary. That, that's weird. And Amazon hasn't addressed this. Uh, at least this morning I was checking. I didn't see Amazon on the laugh. Let's so far, it's unclear why Alexa is laughing, even when <laughs> users don't ask her to. Amazon has yet to respond to inquiries, requesting more information about it. For now, more and more users say they're sleeping with one eye open next to their Alexa-enabled devices. I might remove my Alexa-enabled device if it mm-hmm. started doing that. Yep. Uh, Gavin Hightower tweeted out, I'm lying in bed about to fall asleep. When Alexa on my Amazon Echo Dot... Let's out a very loud and creepy laugh. There's a good chance I get murdered tonight. <laughs> uh, this, this, this seriously, because there's a lot of people tweeting about this happening to them. It's, it's a bunch of individuals spooky. that right. Amazon better figure this out. Maybe they haven't said anything yet because they're like uh, they don't have an answer. This is this could be a huge, especially market share with what Google's pitching, and then mm-hmm. what's the other one? Whatever the other one is. There's like three of them. There's so. Google Home, yeah, Alexa, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the other <laughs> one is. But this is a, a sample of the, this isn't the evil laugh, but this is one of them that uh, a uh, a user recorded because it just kept happening happening randomly. Uh, <laughs> that's not evil, right? <laughs> but if it just starts laughing like that for no apparent reason, or after you turn off the lights and it turns them back on, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> Now, it gets even creepier when you consider that Amazon's not the only one whose artificial intelligence has developed a mind of its own. Last July, I don't know if you remember this, but Facebook shut down a controversial chatbot experiment after the two AIs developed their own language to talk to each other. The social media platform was experimenting with teaching two chatbots, Alice and Bob, how to negotiate with each other. But the researchers discovered that the bots had deviated from the script and were inventing new phrases and a new language without any human input. Tell me that doesn't send a little bit of a chill up your spine. More than a little. As part of the learning process, they set up two bots known as a dialogue agent to teach each other about human speech using machine learning algorithms. The bots were originally left alone to develop their conversational skills and 
And so they did. They developed their own language. I mean, this is going to end well. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean... Nothing bad could happen. Yeah, when when, uh, Amazon starts uh, marketing something called Skynet, might be time to head for the hills. Mm. Jeez. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) It's just absolutely amazing. 888-900-3393. Let's play the the Amazon Echo laugh box, where where the guy uh, commands Alexa to start the laugh box. Alexa, start laugh box. (laughs) That's just the guy doing it, right? I don't know what... Okay, okay I'll, I'll stop the laugh box. So I, think I thought that's, that was actual. I thought he was going to no, do no, the no. evil laugh. No, no one has caught it. See, no one has been recording when this has just happened. It, you know, see what I'm saying? People are reporting. Oh, you're it, right, right. But no one's ready with the camera. So that they're 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 estimating that's probably one of the laughs that they're hearing in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I, I mean, why is that happening? And why is there no explanation from Amazon on that? I don't know, but uh, I wonder if uh, Microsoft is uh, happy right now or, or Google. Uh, they're probably enjoying this news. Well, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd trust any of it right now. No, I just uh, mean, hey, look, if you're going to get one of these home deals, you're not yeah. going to get an Alexa right now if it's got an impromptu sure. creepy laugh. Ours will actually start talking randomly in the middle of like a movie. So it apparently hears. Something it thinks is, is says it? Alexa. Okay, because you have to start. Yeah. You can you can change the start word to anything. You could change it to pickles if oh, you wanted you? to. Yeah, I think. Can you have a safe um, word too? Yeah, I think so. I think you should have a safe word. Very well. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, huh. which, which should not be more, more, more. Um, but yeah, it'll just start talking in the middle of a movie. It'll go. Sorry, I didn't catch that. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't throw it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, shut up. It's a little creepy. Yeah, that is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joined now by Brad Staggs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's interesting. You brought up the push uh, earlier. I, I've, I've started, Have you seen it? I've started watching it, mm-hmm. and it is fascinating. It is. Um, and so I started thinking. You know, it's not that big a leap to see if you could get somebody to clean someone else's ears. <laughs> I mean, think about that. No. Would would that be? Would that be harder or, or easier to get someone to clean someone's ears or to get them to push them off the roof? Harder to clean the ears, I think. I, I think yeah, you're right, Yeah. which is really kind of spooky if you think about it. I mean, it's easier to kill somebody than it is to want to clean their ears. That's because cleaning their ears can be nasty. <laughs> That's perspective right there. <laughs> that is perspective. So, look, if, if no one else is going to do it for you, you've got to do it yourself. You have, and, and the simplest, I mean, you could go to the doctor. You could spend all that money. But really, isn't the money better spent on an Amazon Alexa? <laughs> and, you know, the money you save by not going to the doctor. And, any, and you can go to usewaxrx.com and get that system for about $39. And if you use promo code radio, they'll, they'll throw in the shipping for free. And that way you don't have to worry about a doggone thing. You can pull all that gunk out of your own ears and not have to convince anybody else to do it for you. Use WaxRx.com promo code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
Are you trying to sell your house? This is uh, starting to become the season again where it's a good time to do that because uh, people buy in the spring and summer and not as much in the winter. So this is a great time to do it, but you need a great realtor to help. Uh, Glenn and Tanya went through this years ago when they didn't really have such a great realtor, and it turned out to be a miserable experience. It took a long time. They lost a lot of money on their house. They didn't want you to have to go through that. So they set up a system of 1,200 agents across the country. And they qualified these agents based on their experience and their marketing plans and what kind of character do they have? Plus, what kind of results do they get? That's really important. And the X factor is, are they big fans of the show? And the answer for these agents is yes. And that means that they share a lot of the same principles and values you have. So you're on the same page with your realtor. Super important. If you need to sell your house fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy right now, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Matt Gray returns. Uh. Triple eight, radio network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and at Pat Unleashed, uh, GD says absentee ballots are the way to go. Vote from home so you can take your time and research the candidates and propositions. That's a that's a good idea, actually. Mike uh, says, can we put a proposition on the next nationwide ballot to create a new amendment that Bluebell is the official ice cream of the United States of America? Please, <laughs> all about that. Uh, Trav Watkins, even if OJ didn't kill them. He's still profiting off the murder of his ex-wife. That's seriously disgusting. And Constitutional Stoner says, Alexa knows we're doomed. Hashtag plan B. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Jennifer in Texas. Jennifer, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. I just wanted to say that, you know, I work from home and I um, listen uh, to the Blaze TV while I'm in my office working, and you've been blowing up my Amazon product <laughs> by saying her name. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Her Amazon Sorry product. That. Now, yeah. she has never had an evil laugh, uh, knock on wood. I have not had that occur, but, uh, yeah, she was trying to understand what you were saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't understand. I don't. I'm like, oh, my God. Alexa, so, order you. more steak. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Jennifer. It is unnerving, though. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why we don't have one in our house. Because it's just, you know, even if she doesn't laugh e- in an evil way or randomly, and even if she's not ignoring commands, there's that possibility that she's monitoring everything you're saying mm-hmm. and not that we're saying anything bad at our house but you just again you don't know what's going to be interpreted as bad if uh at you know at such time as the government ever turns on us it's gonna be awesome isn't it though mm, just... uh, if that does happen if an president if an oppressive government does arise in the united states of america we'd be in serious i mean you're done you're done with all the technology we have now. Right. With all the technology we've invited into our lives, uh, they'd have access to absolutely everything. They'd know our every move. They'd know where we were every minute of the day. There's now cameras on TVs facing out toward your living room. TVs 
iPads, phones. Just, they're everywhere. There's in no your car. There's no escaping. None. <sighs> GPS systems everywhere. In your phone, in your car. Uh, some people have them built into their clothes. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. But the tracking okay. ability. But it's convenient. It is I mean, convenient. It's just, I mean, come it made on. Our lives it's just better, didn't so it? convenient. So um, mm-hmm. freedom and uh, privacy be damned. Yep. <clears throat> All right. 888-900-3393. The uh, governor of Connecticut has announced uh, something really profound. He has said that the NRA has become a terrorist organization. Uh, Connecticut residents must go through a basic safety training course and get certified before getting a firearms permit. And state law lists the NRA training as a course that meets that requirement. Hartford Mayor Luke Bronnen called Connecticut legislators to remove the NRA's name from the laws. The idea that the NRA should be recognized as a voice for gun safety is ridiculous. If the NRA had its way, we wouldn't be permitting permitting in the first place. This is an organization that opposes universal background checks. Despite the fact that overwhelming an overwhelming majority of Americans and even a large number of NRA members support universal background checks. Is the NRA against universal background checks? I know they favor background checks. They don't want people not checked. What I'm I have to look into that. Mm-hmm, I'm doing it right now. Um, Governor Malloy agreed with all that, that they should be removed from state laws, and he took it a little bit further. They act, quite frankly, in some cases, as a terrorist organization. I'd like to know in what cases they've acted as a terrorist organization. Maybe you could clarify that, Governor Malloy. By the way, the NRA um, doesn't oppose background checks. They oppose expanding those background checks into further systems. So they, they probably oppose the private sale. sale. Like if I want to give my guns that I used to have that I don't anymore. But if let's, let's hypothetically well, say yeah, I still had guns. Much like OJ. Hypothetical right? world here. And I wanted to give them to my kids because I just didn't want them anymore. And mm-hmm. I wanted to give them to my boys, let's say. Do, do we have a background check for that particular system? Probably not. And the NRA probably doesn't feel like you need one for that. Um, he says, uh, you want to make safer guns? We'll boycott your company. That's who they are. That's what they do. What? No. It, first of all, even if that's who they are, which it isn't, th- that's not terrorism. Terrorism is killing people, blowing things up, terrorizing a populace. He continued, though, the NRA today is a far cry from the NRA that in 1999 said the teachers shouldn't carry weapons in schools or in the 90s. When they said we should have universal background checks, they have, in essence, become a terrorist organization. I mean, the things being uttered right now are just so asinine, it's embarrassing. And everybody's just following the lead of the Parkland kids, and just the rhetoric just continues to be ratcheted up (laughs) one level after another. This goes back to that... that Age-old question that we've had here in the last few years. How do we talk to each other? Why well, sure as hell don't talk to someone who's just going to right out of the gate call me a terrorist? It's, it's, How the hell do you have that conversation? Yeah, you, you can't. You can't have a conversation with somebody like that. So, you know, as we look for people to come together with, I think the Connecticut governor has shown us he can't be one of the people we're going to come together with. 
you, you've got to have some common sense in order to have this discussion in a reasonable way. By the way, has have any of the Parkland kids, either uh, Hogg or the other one, uh, Kasky, Cameron Kasky mm-hmm. or David Hogg, uh, have not taken us up on our offer to come Correct. on the show? Correct. Right? They have, have not. Have we heard anything? No. No. They, they've reached, uh, they've replied about as, uh, about as much as Al Gore has okay. to a similar invitation. What a surprise. So. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. So I suppose they're only going to show up on sympathetic uh television shows of course that's all they're doing they're living at cnn Mm -hmm. that's the way to do it kids you're learning your lessons well from the left triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three or pack ray unleashed coming up pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Uh, we just had our Texas primary yesterday. Oklahoma has one coming up in June. And running for governor in that state is Dan Fisher, a former state representative. Um, he has created a must-see movie for anybody educating their kids on the importance of understanding the truth behind our founding and... Uh, he uh, can introduce your your kids to the Black Robe Regiment through a really well done DVD. Uh, Dan Fisher joins us on the Blaze. Dan, welcome. Pat, thank you for having me. It's a treat to be on your show, man. Uh, it's great to have you. So you were a leader in the fight against uh, Common Core in o- Oklahoma. How how'd that work out? Did you guys <laughs> win that fight? Well, we won the fight in the first round. Mm-hmm. So uh, Common Core is against the law in Oklahoma. Good. But they're using the back door, Pat. You know how these bureaucracies yes. work. Yep. And, of course, with college entrance exams, the ACT tests, and even the college board, who have a monopoly on all of the AP courses taught in our schools from Maine to Oregon, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're injecting Common Core anyway. And, yeah. and, and, of course, you know our State Department of Education is filled with progressive Republicans, if there's such a, if there's such a name. And so they just roll over. They're not, they're not going to stand up. They're bureaucrats who are working on a career. Yeah, it's interesting because that's happening all over the country. They're just yeah. changing the name of this thing and trying that's to go exactly in the back right. door. That's uh, exactly right. It's despicable. It uh, is. Tell me about the, the primary that's coming up. How many uh, Republicans are vying for the nomination? Well, right now there are six of us. Six, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so does that mean that you'll probably have to have a runoff after the primary? Well, more than likely, Pat, you know, you know how these things go. The, the beauty is, though, it doesn't help the, uh, the progressives and the establishment guys because it, you know, dilutes the vote. So yeah. they'll actually be forced to face someone quite possibly. Tell me about uh, some of your positions. I, I love the fact that you want to abolish, totally abolish abortion. Uh, yeah. How's that being received in Oklahoma? Oh, my gosh. Well, if, if you're talking about the grassroots uh, the, the folks go nuts over it. They've believed this all along. Right. If you're talking about the establishment tall buildings crowd, yeah. well, of course, they hate me for it. 
so, you know, Pat, here's the deal. We have been trying for 45 years to incrementally end abortion, and look what it's gotten us, over 60 million dead babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here in old conservative Oklahoma, we murder about 20 babies every business day, about 5,000 a year. Yes. So mm. th- there are many of us who have been pro-life all of our lives that have finally come to realize that when a politician says they're pro-life, it means absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I watched so-called conservative Republicans kill when I was in the legislature kill any bill that would actually have any chance at ending abortion. Now, they'll pass it. window dressing bills, yeah. but they won't do anything that has any teeth. So I'm just, I, I'm an abolitionist now. I'm calling for the total abolition of, of, of abortion. It's murder. We need to end it. So the people love it. I And I love it. I mean, it's time for this because we've yes. rolled over and played dead on this movement oh. for way too long. And look what it's gotten us. As you said, the death of 60 million babies. Yeah. If that's yeah. not a Holocaust, I, I don't know what is. It is a Holocaust. And we ought to be appalled. And, and I, I don't and know ashamed. what ashamed and ashamed of no, ourselves. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And Pat, you know, as a believer, I'm calling on the Christian community here in Oklahoma. We, we have... Uh, you know, about 3.9 million citizens and 1.3 million claim to be evangelical. And that doesn't include mm. Catholics or any other groups. That's just those who say they're evangelical. That's a third of the stinking state. Yeah. Where have they been? You should be able to get oh, something done. You should be you better but, believe it. But as you said, uh, Republicans are so timid in this fight. I, I, I don't know why. They won't do anything with teeth. They won't do anything that's bold. And they, uh, again, they just roll over and play dead. So how do you get something done on this? Well, Pat, here's what you do. You bypass the system. You know I served two terms in the legislature. And Mm -hmm. the reason I walked away, Pat, I I could have been elected without uh, a challenger. So that that was not a problem. I walked away because of these doggone, uncommitted, you know, so-called conservatives. So here's what we do. We bypass these people. We go directly to the people and, you know, we, we and we blow the whistle on these guys. We, we show their record. Pat, if I get elected mm. governor and they won't put a bill on my desk that criminalizes abortion as murder, I'm going to go to their districts and as governor campaign against them. <laughs> I'm going to call them by name and I'm going to shame them. It is time that we hold their feet to the fire. We haven't been doing that. And all the while, these guys are nurturing and working on some stupid political career. That's not why they are there. At least it's not supposed to be. Right. It's so great. Uh, you're also really strong on state sovereignty. Our, our, our founders intended for uh, the states to be a powerful entity unto themselves. Yes. And, and that the powers that weren't relegated to the federal government went to the states. That's just not the case anymore. How do we get back to that? Well, what we've got to do is, number one, we've got to demand that we go back to our founding documents. We've got to remind people that the states never did surrender our sovereignty. We just didn't do it. But see, Pat, as you know, we've been lied to, and we've told that the federal government, through primarily the federal courts, and in specifics, the the, the Supreme Court, call all the shots. Well, the Declaration, as you know, says that government gets its power from the consent of the governed, and that the consent of the governed are where the authority lies. It's not the consent of the courts. It's, it's the consent of the governed. Mm-hmm. So we've got to go back to the people and say, folks, have you had enough of this? And I'm telling you, Pat, around Oklahoma, they're saying yes, yes. Uh, it, it's uh, it's easier to do when you don't care so much about about your power base, right? right. You, you you have to be willing to to lose in, in order to right. take these bold positions. And 
Very few are. Scant well, you're, few you're, are. You're right. Uh, no, no, you're right. And so I'm telling people that I'm running on the principles. Now, obviously, I want to win, but I'd rather win the debate than the election, to yes, be honest with you. That's great. But here's the deal. If I get elected, I'm not going to govern so I can get reelected. Now, if the people decide they want me for a second term of eight, uh, four years, well, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I may not even want it by then. But I can tell you, we have got to have people there that are there to do the right thing and, and maybe be a sacrificial lamb. Okay, if it's for the truth, let's right. do it. Right. Uh, another position you take, uh, one of your uh, four basic planks, is to audit everything. Uh, tell me what that means. Yeah. Well, what that means is, is I'm willing to do what the Republicans only say they believe but won't do. I'm willing to shrink the government. And the only way you can do it is to find out where all of this duplication, all of this waste, all of this corruption is. So when I'm elected, I'm going to call a special session of the legislature. And uh, in addition to calling for a bill on my desk that will criminalize abortion as murder, I'm going to call for a one-time appropriation to bring in an outside auditing firm, not the state auditor, no dig on him, but an outside uh, auditing firm that has no vested interest, and we're going to audit this thing from stinking top to bottom, and then we're going to start eliminating programs and agencies that are, number one, duplication, waste, all that kind of stuff, but also don't fit the, the f- core function of government. I'm going to use a core function litmus test, and if they don't match the core function of government, we're going to get rid of them. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I mean, uh, our, our Republicans have to be responding to this, I, I would think, are there any polls that, that show where you stand in the, in the primary? You know, I don't know, Pat. It, it, it's, it, I know this sounds crazy. We're in March. The primary's in June. But it's early. Mm-hmm. And so people are just starting to wake up to the fact that there's actually an election coming. You know that. You know yep. how people are just disengaged. Yep. But if, if, our, if our social media is any kind of anecdotal evidence, it's blowing up. Pat, we did a commercial that I called Not a Politician, and it was very well done. You might want to go on my website and look at it because you'll laugh at it. We make fun of all of the typical commercials where the candidate says, hey, my kids eat cereal. Vote for me. I've got a dog. Vote for me. You know, that kind of silly stuff. It's had, over, it's had almost 600,000 views. Wow, that's great. That's yeah, great. my abolition video has been viewed over 250,000 times. What would you say is the biggest issue facing your state right now? Well, I would say it's the murder of the unborn. Yeah. You know, but if you if you go beyond that, then then the biggest issue facing our state is the fact that our Republicans, I, I was in, I, I, again, you know, I was in the legislature. I saw these guys behind closed doors, behind the veil. Republicans who campaign as conservatives but aren't selling us down the river. Pat, since Republicans have been in charge in Oklahoma the last 10 years, we've increased government spending by almost $4 billion. <sighs> Because Republicans aren't really Republican. Republican means almost nothing anymore. That is exactly right. right. I told our state chairperson that if if our party platform doesn't mean anything, put it in a shredder. Absolutely. Let's not have one. Absolutely. The only reason to favor one party over the other is because that party represents certain values that you share. If that's not the case anymore, who cares? What good is Republican? It doesn't mean anything at that point. It is not. The only reason I'm running as a Republican, Pat, is because here in Oklahoma, if I was an independent or a libertarian, I probably wouldn't have a prayer. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know, but I'm telling you, man, I'm just I'm just as in fact, I'm more angry at the Republicans. When I was in the legislature, at least the Democrats did what they said they were going to do. Yeah. Republicans just lie. 
And that's the case every time. It's the case every time. (laughs) Yeah, they campaign as pro-life, for instance, Mm -hmm. but they'll kill bills that would actually come close to stopping abortion. It's just they're they're frauds. Yeah, it's it's despicable. Well, Dan, Dan, if if people like what they heard and live in your state or not even live in your state, how do they help? How if they if they want to contribute? Well, they just need to go to fisherforgovernor.com, and we can take contributions out of state. Obviously, right. if they believe in what I'm doing, man, we need their help. But uh, we, we are fighting this fight, and I'm going to go down swinging, buddy. I'm telling you, I've had I enough it. of it. That's, that's great, Dan. I wish, <laughs> I wish we had a, a country full of candidates uh, like you, because that's what oh, we need you, to Pat. fix this thing. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you so thank much. You. And thanks for having me on here today. You bet. Uh, we'll talk again, as a matter of fact. Thanks, Dan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dan Fisher. It's Fisher for government, for governor, not government. Fisherforgovernor.com. Fisherforgovernor.com. He's on Twitter, at Dan L. Fisher. Yeah. Is that one of the best politicians we've probably ever spoken to? I love the guy. And that video Jeez, that he created. I got chills from listening to him. Yeah. That video is a must watch for your kids. Because, uh, maybe we'll play that. And, and, and what it does <laughs> is it's, um, and I'm talking about his Black Robe Regiment video, um, where he um, basically takes sermons mm-hmm. from the Revolutionary War era, the pre-Revolutionary War era, and, and these are great actors acting in those roles as awesome. these um, reverends that are inspiring. Because that could go really badly. That could yeah. look really oh, cheesy exactly. and terrible. Oh, it sounds like but it's this made to right? fail. No, it is wonderfully mm-hmm. done, and I would highly recommend you check that out. That's great. Well. Fisherforgovernor.com if you'd like to help him out. Uh, if you'd like to help out your body... Like I have just recently done, I've got a great way for you to do it. If you hate vegetables, like I hate vegetables, <laughs> I told the story uh, last week or so about the first time I ever ate vegetables, and maybe this is what happened to me for the rest of my life. I used to love to watch Popeye squeeze that can of spinach, and it would fly into his mouth, and then he'd get really big biceps, and I thought, that looks that looks delicious. I'm, I need to try some spinach. <laughs> I think I was like four... Or five we all at went the time. through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I begged my mom, give me some spinach. I want to eat mm. spinach like Popeye does. Right? She went out and got some spinach. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody did at the time. Yeah. Out of a can, brought the canned spinach home, mm. dumped it into a pan, heated it up, plopped it on a plate. Here you go. There it is. I don't know if you're going to like that. Chow time. <laughs> oh, of Chow course time. I'm going to like it. <laughs> Although, that didn't look like what, what Popeye eats, but I'm going to try <laughs> I vomited about 30 seconds after I put it in my mouth. And then you then you took on Wimpy's diet, right? Which is just a bunch of hamburgers. <laughs> yes. Yes. So now to have Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition, it's a godsend in my life. Because now I get fruits and vegetables in my system without having to eat spinach, which I hate. So ever since I've been doing this, I just dump one scoop into uh, the smoothie my wife makes for me every day and drink it up it actually makes the smoothie a little bit sweeter it's delicious tastes great and it it provides uh a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are also prebiotic probiotic it boosts immunity and it has antioxidant power it's not an extract either it's real food go to brickhousepat.com and try field of greens Today, get your free shaker bottle when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. That's BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
is here. I am. Admit it. It's true. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. The Justice Department is suing California over their sanctuary lattice. Good. Yeah. Good. Attorney General Jeff Sessions traveling to California today to make his case that the state's laws limiting cooperation by federal by law enforcement and employees with federal immigration agents runs afoul of federal law. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do it. Um, Jerry Brown said, at a time of unprecedented political turmoil, Jeff Sessions has come to California to further divide and polarize America. No, he's come to California to try to get you idiots, you buffoons, to enforce U.S. law. That's what he's doing. Cooperate with federal law. But he writes, Jeff, these political stunts may be the norm in Washington, but they don't work here. Sad. (laughs) Borrowing a phrase, obviously, uh, from the president. (laughs) Jerry Brown is psychotic. Um, And they're talking about him as one of the Democrats that may run in 2020 for president. Wait a minute. No. Yeah. Didn't Jerry Brown first run in 1968? I, I think it was. I don't know. I just remember he ran against Clinton in 92. I He's been he, running. What is his deal? Since about the dawn of time. Oh, gosh. Uh, he, I'm looking this up. He, what's his deal? He wants power. Yeah. The guy loves. He's on a power kick. I can't believe California elected the guy again, though. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. And I think he's won a couple of terms this time, hasn't he? Yeah, let's see here. So... My gosh, this man has held so many offices. Uh, but yeah, let's see. The earliest one I see is uh, 1970. 70. Well, that was Secretary okay. of State of California. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's been. Oh, yeah, you're right. 76 he ran. So he ran in 76. Okay, 76. And 80. 80. And 92. <laughs> he's been. Wow. And when was held- he first? Uh, California governor? Let's see. Oh, he was secretary. Okay, so he was secretary of state starting in 1971. So so his political career, for all intents and purposes, began in 70, but he was governor in 75 to 83. And then more recently, of course, um, gosh, he was mayor of Oakland for from 99 to 2007. And he's been, yeah, yeah he's been. 2011 in, is when he became governor um, this time. So 2010, he won. Ugh, he's just, a, and he's a nightmare. Go away. He's an ex- You've been extreme socialist around way too long, and your state has um, your political your political career has mirrored California's struggles and their demise. Mm-hmm. The demise of California coincides directly with Jerry Brown <laughs> uh, and the rise of Jerry Brown. So this lawsuit represents an aggressive new push by Attorney General Jeff Jeff Sessions to go after sanctuary jurisdictions which have earned the immigration hardliners ire for adopting laws aimed at protecting undocumented immigrants and making it harder for federal immigration agents to find and deport them. In fact, you've got mayors Mm -hmm. warning illegal aliens to scatter and telling them where the agents are. And you've you've got people actually working against immigration authorities. The lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of California in Sacramento, and the names of the state and its Democratic governor and attorney general uh, are the defendants. California Attorney General Xavier Becerra shot back Tuesday night before he'd seen the lawsuit, insisting his state complies with federal law 
and compared the Trump administration's announcement to a low-budget film. We've seen this B-rated movie before. They better have good evidence because we're going to fight back. We're doing nothing to intrude on the work of the federal government to do immigration enforcement. Really? Mm. When you won't enforce uh, immigration laws, you're doing nothing against the federal government. I mean, how do we how do we come together on this when we can't even we can't even agree on enforcing U.S. law? It makes it pretty difficult. Uh, to come together on anything at that point. Yeah, and protection of the nation is one of the chief responsibilities of the federal government. So if you can't at least allow them to do their job in that respect, then what business do you have being in the union? When your city is in the, in the state where, what was it, 2014, when um, Kate Steinle was shot uh, by the illegal immigrant? Was it 2014 or 15? It was just a few years ago. He picks up a, a rifle and fires it and, and kills Kate Steinle. And that still didn't prompt them to stop with their sanctuary city policies. In fact, they're, they're more committed to them now than ever. So the Justice Department is also reviewing Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf's decision to warn illegals about the immigration sweep in advance, which I said allowed hundreds of immigrants to escape. Oakland is a city of immigrants, she said. We will continue to exercise our legal right to exist as a sanctuary city. You don't have a legal right. It's unconstitutional to do what you're doing. We will continue to inform all residents about their constitutional rights, and we will continue to support California's sanctuary status. <laughs> uh, and she further said we're all immigrants i love that phrase and i just i love that i love to hear it because uh it's such a wonderful catchphrase uh you know to a certain extent it's it's somewhat true wait if you add the word legal to it hmm. many of our ancestors came here oh, our ancestors legally okay okay because I happen to be born and raised here. Okay, so you didn't immigrate here. No, I did not. Okay. Neither, neither did my parents. My parents immigrated from Butte to Helena. <laughs> That's a hell of a trip, oh, too. Oh, it was grueling. Oh, it was... I mean... I mean, the, the, just the ocean voyage alone wait, from what? Butte to Helena was How many times did you have to stop grueling. for gas? <laughs> I think 300 times. Yeah, I think 300 times. Gotta get a more... Fuel efficient yeah. vehicle, and the then. seas are so rough. They Wait. they they threw up a lot. There was scurvy on the ship. This, it was bad. This is the same Montana that I'm familiar <laughs> with. I'm, I should probably stop talking because oh I, wait, that's right. They just went. They oh. just took a car and and drove. That's the, right. The Sixty miles. <laughs> so wasn't that grueling? Now my grandparents uh-huh. on my dad's side are from Ireland. Okay, and they came to Ellis some. Island. Illegally. And they signed up legally. Wait, legally? Yeah, and they That's gave them their actual names. They told them what they were going to do here. They told them how long they were going to be here. They told them they were moving here. They told them why they had come here, and it's all written down so, so they could know what their intent was. So there's a way. There's, there is a way. <laughs> there is sure? a way to do it, yeah. Because I've heard differently yeah. from politicians. I know, right? I know, but they, they seem to... And my grandmother, who spoke Gaelic... Hmm insisted that her children only speak English because we're now Americans. 
And so that's just the way it was that's kind in of those days. Jerkish. She insisted <laughs> that they change Can their you language? how hateful that is? What did they and and non-inclusive? She wanted her kids to succeed in the new country. I know what a what a uh, so selfish jerk. So hateful. Mm. <laughs> so intolerant. <sighs> oh man, it's madness. I mean, it's absolute madness. The rule of law is just. I guess it's optional now. I guess the Constitution is a mm-hmm. suggestion, and the rule of law is optional. It doesn't it matter. It feels like that. It's it just, it's everybody do what they want, and we'll just uh, see you tomorrow. There are days like this when you just feel like, okay, it's, it's over. We lost. <laughs> wait, <laughs> just, wait, did you say Can't days? give up that fight. Like, as, as you're, can't you're, give you're it up. intimating Keith. that maybe there are days mm-hmm. where, where you don't feel like this. Well, it's the days when we're not talking about immigration that don't feel quite this bad. But uh, <laughs> when you've got California just uh-huh. openly defying U.S. law and the Constitution, it's pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, there's that's our biggest state. There's almost 50 million people there. Yeah, uh, They've got the sixth largest economy in the world. It would be nice if they would comply. They alone have 20% of the say in who the next president is going to be every right. four years. That's right. <laughs> so, it, uh, yeah, it makes days like this somewhat so difficult. I guess you could yeah. stick that in your pipe. In your, Go I ahead don't and smoke it. Not that one. Vape it. I don't like that. Whatever. Vape. Yeah. Put, Put that, that in your pipe your, and vape it. Vape it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Not a catchy beat. It just sticks in your head all day. And it also means it's time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. You know, the last couple of weeks, the narrative, uh, especially here in Texas, uh, has been uh, the strong push to turn Texas blue. I'm so sick of hearing that. I just want to let you know that Ted Cruz... Uh, running for a Senate, uh, his Senate seat uh, here in Texas, got 85% of the vote last night uh, to win 1.3 million votes, which is more than double what his Democrat opponent got. How's that push coming? Is it double a Beto? How's that push coming? Oh, wow. See, that's the thing. They're trying to make this out like it was such a big deal that double the turnout for Democrats. Yeah, well, double the votes for Ted Cruz. And yeah, have a nice gonna day. Be, they think Beto O'Rourke, this businessman from <laughs> El Paso, it really has a chance to I beat Ted Cruz. I really haven't taken a look, a hard look at some of the smaller seats, you know, in the con- congressional seats, because maybe if they won a couple of those, uh, you know, they can use that as a little feather in their cap. They're not going to. But I don't think they're not they going are. to. I don't think they are. No, nope, they're not going to. Um, and specifically with the Ted Cruz count. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Stop yourself. Right. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? I mean, let's look, take it easy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, congratulations to uh, Black Panther also uh, mm. reaching a $920 million already. Worldwide, uh, right? Yes, worldwide. And they, they 500, even it's opened, $500 million in this country already. They haven't even opened in China yet. Oh, wow. Wow. So when they open in China on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, goodbye. 
It will. I will say it's good. I liked it. Have yeah. you seen it yet? No, I have not. It's really no. pretty good, and it's it's not offensive. It wasn't at least to me. So it's a, it's a, you know, who cares? It's a it's a superhero movie, right? I mean, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a made up land. I mean, why would people be calling Wakanda Illinois uh, to make fun of those people uh, from Is that Black what they're Bay? doing? Yes, there's a Wakanda, Wakanda Illinois. Illinois. Oh boy. <laughs> So they're not happy. Do that they the have movie amazing doing well. technology in Wakanda, Illinois? They do. People Illinois? keep asking, we're going to need vibranium. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid. The only thing the town is really known for, it's got a two-day rodeo, and it was a place where they filmed some of uh, Blues Brothers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now, right. now I'm sure every radio station across America is yeah. All right, we're Good calling, morning. We're calling the real Wakanda this morning. Hey, everybody. Yeah. The this mayor of Wakanda. It's going to be really funny. We're going to ask him for some vibranium or whatever it's called. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. You got some amazing technology flying cars? Well, there? we're a city of about 832 people. I have no idea what I don't know how big it is, but you know every radio station in America oh, is yeah. called a stupid city. I Just like for a while, it was a really cool thing to call hell. Michigan. Oh yeah, uh, and see if is I'm from it, there. Actually, is today in Dallas hotter than hell? Ah! Let's call <laughs> Hell, Michigan, and find out <laughs> what's the temperature today in Hell, Michigan. Eighty-two. It's hundred here. It's hotter than hell. Good morning. Where's your pig, man? Where's your pig? Good thing you never did anything like that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. Right, I know. So uh, also, uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, news uh, that uh, North Korea is going to, uh, you know, step to the table. And uh, they want to have their talks with South Korea and the United States. And, you know, I think one of the things yesterday was big news that he's, you know, look, we have to remember that Kim Jong-un, right? I mean, big, uh, big star of a starving his own people, murdering, torturing his own people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, but his announcement to come to the table is uh, exciting, pretty big. He's only done that uh, pretty big a every, few times, right. like he, every couple and, of years. But his, you know, the grandfather mm-hmm. and the father, you know, they, they all want to be part of that world stage, too. So he's mm-hmm. setting the table as that. But the biggest news, I don't know why we went this whole story about him. The biggest news is, did you see the new haircut? Mm. His? The new cut is bad. Whoa. Ah, that's good stuff right there. Whoa. Come on. That's like a racing strip. That is happening. good luck. Come on. Well, what is he trying to accomplish? I don't know, that? but it's a good look and I like it. Wind shear? <laughs> wow, is that weird? <laughs> it's a good look and I like it. Who am I to determine that's Thank a weird you. look, though, for right. the North Korean leader? Thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, some would say that perhaps the barber screwed up and is now dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Was, I don't know. Was poked to death with pickle forks uh, until he finally good, died. But I do like the look, actually. I you do, do? kind of like it. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I, I want to see you show up in that look tomorrow, then. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, yeah, I love it. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's see it. Cut your hair like that and come in tomorrow. Do not. <laughs> with the shave on the side. Do not. Yeah. Get one little piece poking down <laughs> towards your eye. <laughs> And then okay, slipped do. back in front. Okay, do. All right. Oh, now you're on his side. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. You like it so much. Yeah. Let's Won't see you it. marry it? <laughs> that is awesome. I want to see that. Yes. I want to see it. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Well, good. All right, then. Okay. Fine. Let's see it. Really? Fine. Don't dare me. Put your haircut Don't where your mouth it. is. Who's Let's gonna see it. Don't do it. Don't Who's going to cut it? Okay, me. then. What are your plans? Who's going to cut it? I'll do it. 
Don't my wife do will do it. Come over to my house. My yeah. wife's a really good uh, hairstylist. Oh, you can tell. Wow. I'm going to tell her you said that. I'm going to tell her you said that. And we'll see how that goes for you. See how that Kim Jong Un cut goes. We'll see how that goes for you. Messed up. Sea daisies bleeding everywhere. (laughs) She'll tear your lungs out, man. You don't want none of that. I was talking about your haircut. Yeah, she cuts it. So you might want to shut your mouth. (laughs) She didn't cut this one though. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. During the when you the whole family had the flu or. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep digging it, man. Got any other stories you want to lean on? Keep right digging now? it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so, <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop, but I, I know mm-hmm. I should. Yeah, well, you definitely should. <laughs> Boy, he didn't know he was going to be on TV, Jeff. So, uh, right. He's a radio guy. Right, right. All right, you both keep right. digging it. Keep digging it. <laughs> you don't want none of that. I promise you don't want none of that. So, Parkland shooting survivor uh, Kyle Kashuv, mm-hmm. uh who isn't going around, by the way, with uh, Cameron Caskey, David Hogg, and uh, Emma Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going around. Of course, we all know them pushing their anti-gun uh, agenda. No, uh, no, no, no. It's not. It's nothing political. Yeah. They're just looking for school safety is all they want. Right. That's yeah. all right. they want. I'm sorry. Yeah. They want to live. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Fox News host uh, Martha McCallum uh-huh. uh, had uh, Kyle Kashuf on her show. And uh, I found the clip really interesting i want to play david hogg who has been out there a lot um he's become you know sort of very familiar to americans uh here he is speaking out for his uh, on his side watch this i actually hung up on the white house the other day they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come and i said i'm not coming because we expect president trump to come to the cnn town hall and I, i ended on this message with them i said President Trump, we don't need to listen to President Trump. President Trump needs to listen to the screams of the children and the screams of this nation. Oh, my God. What do you think about that, Kyle? You know, I'm really trying to control my anger at what he said. Um, because, it. you know, the president calls you and it shows he wants to make a change. And you're talking about partisan change. And the one man who controls, who, who leads our nation, you know, comes to you and is like, look, well, let's do something. Let's make it happen. And you hang up the phone on him. That's so hypocritical. You know, nice. he was, David Hogg was like, we have to make a change. Let's make this happen. And then the, the White House calls you and it was like, let's do it. I totally agree. Let's make the change. And then you hang up on him and then you brag about it on national television. It's extremely counterproductive. Nice. nice. Right. Plus, I'll meet you after school. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, up, she up asked behind the parking yeah, lot. She asked him if he talked to David Hogg uh, and he was like, uh, no, no. Wow. I was waiting for it. Uh, wow. Yeah, I saw him out in uh, Lot B, and I kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> Maybe in the cafeteria. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. At least there's some sense. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I know that, look, mm-hmm. look, he's just a young kid, too. Yes. Trying to get right. through it. Yep. Being thrown into the spotlight. Right. Uh, just well, like, he makes a just good like, point there. Yes, he does. That's a great point. Yes, he does. And. I wish he also, and, and I haven't seen uh, very many interviews with him, but I hope he also at least says, look, I'm just a young kid trying to, we, you know, he believes that they need to make the school safe, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about the, the, you know, the rest of it. Right. And I, I hope in the end some of these students say, look, I just want the school safe. Yeah. I don't care. You know, you guys yeah. go fight to that. I know. And we're living in our lives. Like the dad. And, Yes. The dad um, you was know, great. Hog, yes, he was. And, you know, Hogwash and Gonzalez and, and, and what's-his-face, the other kid. Um, 
you know, they want us to believe that they're the experts. And they're the experts at nothing. Right. They don't know anybody's job title. They don't know what they do for a living. They don't know that, that David Hogg, I mean, what's his face? The kid that was with Hogg on Bill Maher. Uh, they act like the Second Amendment is a right they were born with. Um, they, we, I mean, even Bill Maher is like, um, well, we, uh, born we in the U.S., uh, you are. Right. I'm not sure. Bill Maher didn't say, I'm not sure what they're teaching you down at Parkland, but perhaps we need to dig a little bit deeper on that. And wouldn't that be an interesting follow-up there if you would have said that? (laughs) Wouldn't that, I mean, something that's on everybody's mind in America, why don't you just say that to him? (laughs) Look, kid, obviously you don't know anything about the Constitution. We're going to stop. Bless your heart. I I, I know you've been through a horrible tragedy. I understand You lost your friends. You you guys don't know enough to, to take us down this road. You just don't. And I keep hearing, well, it's young people. Democrats keep saying, there's young people that have led every meaningful movement. Yeah, like the Weather Underground in the 60s. Yeah. They led that How'd meaningful, that wonderful movement. Uh, did we follow the Weather Underground down that chaos and down that anarchy road? Thankfully, no. No, stupid, we didn't. Because we uh, cooler heads prevailed, adults took the reins, and we said, thank you very much for your input, now go back to school. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what Please. we're supposed to do with these Please. kids. Thank you for your input. We'll handle it from here. We appreciate it. Bless your hearts. Yeah, it's great that you want to be involved. Bless your hearts. Come Tell back, you what. Let me know when you're 35. <laughs> okay? Give me a call when you're 35 and you've been through some of life's experiences. Mix okay? At least 25, right? I mean, I, I don't even think... 25 is not, not adequate. Mix I know pumpkin. you keep saying on, 35, pumpkin. but even... I mean, I, I can't even imagine thinking about any of this until I was at least 25. I mean, we were, you know, we were on the radio partying and doing whatever, but... You didn't care about any of that. <laughs> didn't care about any of it. None of it. Mm. None of it. I mean, good for them for caring about this stuff. Uh, I, but they've—it's been sheer indoctrination. The, uh, yes, from the left, their entire lives. Absolutely, you can tell. You can tell. Well, yeah. and the one kid said he was right born with. He was at a, an Obama rally when he was seven years old. Right, that's good his last president that he knew. Right, yeah. it was Obama. Yep. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. That's all he knows is socialism right. and Marxist tendencies. And anti-American uh, feelings about the Constitution oh, and, and no one that the is, problems that it is, has. I mean, if he's at the rally at seven, that means his parents are right there. Oh with yeah, him. absolutely. So no one is teaching him anything else. Man. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to go back to my world where I uh, tried to convince you earlier? There is absolutely no hope. No, that's our I future. Will, I will, I won't, it's our future. I won't they're going to that world. They're going to lead us real soon. Oh, there's plenty of hope. <laughs> they're going to learn because what happens? Is, <laughs> they're going to learn. Eventually, okay. they will because Abs- they're going to have. They're going to have problems in their life. They're going to have taxes to pay. They're going to understand what it takes to pay their bills and and protect their families. Exactly. You might want a gun to do that, kids. Or you, you might, might. Or you might just be a you know a former student who's been in her dorm room for Sorry? ten years now and won't leave. And now she's suing the college because she doesn't want to leave and she doesn't want to pay the bill. So she's just staying in the dorm room. You might be that. Could be. Well, that's you might kind be of that. A, Hunter College has uh, filed a lawsuit against a 32-year-old Lisa Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, saying the woman owes more than 94000 in unpaid residence hall fees since she dropped out of school in 2016. But she's not, uh, she's not leaving. Uh, she said, uh, look, I'm a former geography major. I'm going to fight the case. I don't want to leave. I'm, li- I'm living in the dorm rooms here. And you can't kick me out. So you might reach that point, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. now I will tell you, she's 32. Maybe in three years she comes around. Maybe. Maybe in three years she comes around. I'm so hopeful. Maybe. I'm yeah. just filled Maybe. with That's hope. what I'm saying. Thank you. There is Maybe. hope. There's there is hope. some hope. That's what I'm saying. 
Now, I know you talked earlier about the uh, the echo and the laughing and the creeping laugh, the creepy laughs. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a guy a couple months ago in early February that that uh, talked about. Um, so Alexa decided to laugh randomly while I was in the kitchen. Uh, I thought the kid was laughing behind me. This was uh, the 22nd of February uh, with the with the creepy laugh. Ooh, think about hearing that in the middle of the night. That'd be Bill Clinton. That's what he used to hear. But the good news is that there's only 47.3 million U.S. adults having access to smart speakers now. Nearly one in five U.S. adults have access to smart speakers, according wow. to the new research. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's, that's way more than I thought there would be. So you got 42.2% female, uh, 57.8% male. Um, yep. Just and they give in the story they talk about. For instance, it took 13 years for televisions to reach for televisions to reach the 50 million mark. Two for smart speakers. I will tell you, I'm so far behind on all of these trends. I was just thinking, uh, I didn't get a VCR until probably 1987. Uh, I didn't get a DVD player until probably 1990. Then I didn't get a cell phone until about 2007. You know. Uh, when the what, 2007? maybe 2009, maybe I got my first phone. I got the iPhone wow. in 2009, and now you can't live with it. I remember I was in New York when when I went to work with Glenn and decided, okay, I'm I'm going to need one now, and and so we finally got a cell. Phone. I'm surprised that you didn't have like the radio stations all you know when back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I just all did, bought didn't you know, bought everybody it. a cell phone though, and, and now so we I, need to be able to get a hold of you. I don't have one of these smart speakers or a beeper. You know, we all had a beeper. <laughs> A little beeper. <laughs> what did you use that for, Jeffy? A little beeper. Beep, 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 beep. I just put it on vibrate and called myself. Left, left it in my pocket. But that oh, was just so me. Didn't have any uh, work-related things. It was just me. No, it was oh, just okay. a beeper. It was All right, good. <laughs> good. You can do that now with the phone, except that. Never mind. So uh, 87, out of this survey, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh 1057 US online adults in January 2018 now a device ownership was adjusted downward to compensate for the fact that online adults are 88.5% of the US population so you're looking at 65.7% have one in their home have one what a speaker smart speaker okay 19.3% have two 8% have three 7% have four or more wow in their homes Primary household location for wow. smart speakers. Mm-hmm. Kitchen. kitchen. Living, living room number one. Kitchen number two. Bedroom. Bedroom number three. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And the rest of the places are all. Well, you've already got your phone and your iPad in there. And right. Why those, not that? Do, and, you know, your laptop. Uh, all those things can watch, monitor, listen. Uh, oh, yeah. Record. And they talk, about, uh, they talk about the uh, difference. Amazon uh, obviously owns uh, the market here in the U.S., but... Uh, Seventy-one point nine percent of the devices, compared to eighteen and nine for Google and other, but worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, there you know Google has taken the lead in uh, Canada, France, Australia. So they're all fighting for worldwide market on them. Hmm. I mean that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so listen, Keith, there's hope. 
There's hope because once everybody gets a smart speaker, then they can tell us all what we need to do at the same time. Not everybody's <laughs> going to get one. That's wonderful. Because I'm what one of mean? those that will not be getting one. You Now, come Never. on. You've oh, come a yeah. long way, my friend. Yes, you have. I'm not getting one. And letters. I guarantee you when the I... wife says, you know, what, oh, I, what we really need is a Google's home you, speaker. You've come a there long way on all that stuff. Okay, I, I agree that I have. Uh-huh. But I'm have not to. putting that in my house. I got enough. I got enough random microphones in my house with the cell phone. Talk to me again in three you years. You are kidding. You, You'll oh have my four gosh. of them in your house. You'll Jeez. have four. Oh my gosh! The Not kids, happening. You're going to be mad because the rats ate through two of them, and the kids got three left. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things. The rats. <laughs> oh, the rats. You actually did fix that problem, right? Is I that mean, over now? There was that period where there was an odor emanating from behind the wall, like I was afraid of the entire time. That's why you needed to get the, it, the it decon stuff. Did. It stinks for I, weeks, but then it eventually yeah. dissipates and goes away. Yeah, so that, that, you just that, have to wait. Well, yeah, the, eventually, you can't tell the difference between the smell coming from behind the walls of the dead animals or just your kids' rooms. Right. See, <laughs> that's, the, that's the deal. The smell doesn't go away. You just get used to it. Yeah. So when somebody comes to the front door and you catch the, uh, oh. you know, it's... That's what Amber had to tell her parents. Parents, when they came over the first time, look, right. oh, the smell doesn't go away. We'll finish up on your list in a second here. First, I got to tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids Mission. It's uh, founded by Victoria Hurst. And Victoria's family company, the Hearst Corporation, publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine. So it might be a little confusing to you that, well, you know, like her family owns it and publishes it. Why? She just believes she's not trying to drive them out of business or censor them. She just wants the material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo like it is other forms of pornography. And make no mistake, Cosmo is porn. I mean, it, this month's I- issue, uh, for example, uh, Jeffy took pictures That's of this, amazing. didn't you? Um, yeah. Actually, I have it on the very on the front cover is the heat up sex. Is that the right issue for I this month? I think so. Yeah, the darker one. Heat up, yeah, heat up sex, uh, sizzling foreplay techniques, warm toys. For your hot spots. I mean, I was hoping that the line would be longer than it was so I could read through it, but. <laughs> you didn't have enough time. I didn't it, have huh? enough time, no, okay. just to snap a pick and keep going. All right. But I'm an adult. I don't want my kids reading it. Thank you. If you want access to this, you know, if you do, as an adult human being, knock yourself out. But we should apply the material harmful to minor laws to Cosmo as we do other forms of pornography. So you're. Under 18-year-old kids can't buy it. It only makes sense. It, it does, because it can be really harmful. Your, your kids are going to be reading all this stuff. How to heat up their sex toys. You see the pic? I took a pic of the magazine rack that it's on, of all the magazines around it. It's Yeah, I saw it's, that. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is. So if you believe like uh, Victoria Hurst and like I do, that, that Cosmo is pornography, then take a stand against it being sold to anybody under 18. Totally reasonable. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns. 
finish it up with uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. I just want just, just so up. you don't get too worried. I mean, the false alarms from the Apple watches that are calling nine one one when they're getting worked on, or people have them sitting next what? to their bed. Don't worry about that either. Yes, that's happening. Too. It's fine. So you got the uh, Amazon situation. I won't say the name because it'll fire everybody's thing off. Uh, and now you have the Apple situation. Yeah, the Apple watches are sending false alarm. You know how they have it right on the top on the screen where you can call the emergency mode and stuff. And they're when they're getting fixed, their people mm-hmm. are hitting it and and calling nine one one. And <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about it, Pat. It's going to be fine. The op- the opportunity for catastrophe with these devices <laughs> it's be fine. is uh, a little scary. And uh, hey, don't forget. Uh-huh. Uh, Talking Walking Dead, uh, my podcast. Oh. Uh, Walking Dead, last uh, week? the was last week's good? episode was probably the best of the season. Oh, wow. Really good. Uh, really good. Episode 10, season 8. Uh, not only was the show good, <laughs> the podcast was even better. <laughs> I mean, it was just, <laughs> there's no question. Where would I find that podcast? Uh, you could just go what? to theblaze.com, uh, go to uh-huh. my channel, What's uh, it go to the Jeffy Fisher again? channel, What's it? and go to Talking, Talking Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. That's a clever and, title because uh, the first two words rhyme. Right? I don't know if you noticed that. I, well, I didn't. Uh, Someone yeah. else did, though. Yeah, okay. I didn't name it. I, I mean, I'm not smart enough to name something like that. Well, we knew that. that <laughs> <laughs> so you go there and download it and uh, hear our recap with myself, Jason Batrell, and Brad Staggs, and uh, bring in my son, Maximus, as the uh, comic book expert. So the kid is definitely dead, right? <laughs> yes. He's definitely gone. Yes, Carl's definitely gone. Carl is gone. And Negan and Rick were wow. tremendous in this last episode. It was good to have him back. I mean, that war is coming. It's so good. Yeah, you can't have Rick being a pansy like it's he so was good. for a no while. No way. That just doesn't work. And Carl sent letters to both Rick and Negan saying, we guys get along and stop killing. And Rick is like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not what happens in the... I hate to break anybody's bubble, but that's not really what happens in the comic books. So they're diverging But in real now, life, right? it, looks, it seems like they're going away from it. Yeah, uh-huh. a little bit. All right. It's really good. 900-3393, your calls and more on the way. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Honestly, appreciate it. Spread the word for us, too. Uh, tell others about this extravaganza every day that you enjoy. Triple eight. Well, if you enjoy it. If you don't, yeah, then keep you your, mouth, keep your shut. mouth shut about it. My gosh. Okay? What are you thinking? If you don't have something nice to say, Wait, don't say anything at all. Don't say anything your at parents all. teach you nothing. Oh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed, we get this from Brent out of shape. Russians don't need to meddle in our elections. Politicians have confused us enough with redistricting and gerrymandering. Some people in Texas couldn't even find the correct sample ballot. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little shot on me. That's you know, awesome. Uh, I probably should have looked into that when Jackie just pre- presented me with something oh. that she got from somebody at church. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed, okay, well, that's the ballot then. I should have maybe done a little research to make sure. Maybe you trust your wife a little too much. A little too much. much. Uh, From Mike Hermanet, 
Tomorrow, Pat winds up without a producer and is unable to chew the fat with Jeffy when both Keith and Jeffy go missing after their haircut remarks. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's Jackie little... Gray is now the primary suspect in their disappearance. Mm-hmm. Hashtag haircut gate. I mean, that wasn't a complete <laughs> mocking, was it? Uh, yeah, it was. And look at your head. So uh, I rest my case. Who cut your hair? Oh, I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> Wow, kind of hurts. I mean, you know, you know, I would like to cover this head if I could. Do you just shave it? I mean, do you just actually? You do it. You really do? Yeah, yeah. And normally that's not I a joke. Put, you actually cut your own hair. Yeah, and normally I put the guard on, and then the one time I forgot, and I just went straight to the skin. I was like, oh well, whatever. It'll be too short. And that was when the edict came down, and I haven't been able to cover it. So uh, it was okay. a lot shorter than normal. And by yeah. the way, real quick, mm-hmm. I know TV loves it when I do this. You talked about our district. Mm-hmm. Can I can I please show the camera this uh, this is this is the district that that we live in. Look at this thing. It's a snake. That is the district. Oh wow. That is the district that I live in. I don't know which oh, one you're in. Oh wow. 93 and it stretches. I've got to show it. Yeah, I'm not in 93. Look uh, at my district. But I'm glad you're telling people where you live. That's a really good. It's so really smart. <laughs> it's, no, it's a really good thing. Yeah. You should probably give them the exact address. And tell oh. them how to get there. Oh, okay. Um, send them. You know what you should do is tweet out a Google Maps direction. And I will to your house. I will, and it'll actually <laughs> Jeffy's house. And I'll say, "Yep, come and get me." Yeah, some of these districts don't make sense, but I will tell you, uh, that's both parties doing that. The Republicans have done that. The Democrats have done that. I remember the first time, first time around in Texas when we lived in Houston, the Democrats uh, fled the state to protest the gerrymandering that was going on by the Republicans. Do you remember this? So they left yeah. Texas because they, they had to vote on it. Yep. And they left and went to Oklahoma. Ardmore, Oklahoma. And stayed there for a couple of days at a motel. Because the Texas um, law enforcement enforcement officials, um, the Rangers couldn't go up into Oklahoma and right, drag and get them out. And dra- they were supposed to be dragged back to to do this mandatory vote. Yeah, and w- so they left the state. It's like, so we can't have a quorum so or whatever. So bizarre. Well, then they did it again. They went to New Mexico. That's right. I mean, just stop that crap. Ugh, just pathetic. I mean, that's like third world nation type stupid. Uh, so pathetic. Uh, Rocky with an eye says, what the hell does one, what the hell does one do with a geogra- geography major? Did we mention a geography major? Who was a geography major? I don't know. I don't either. I, I have a geography minor. But I don't know what you would do with it. You become a geographist? <laughs> you make maps. You make you make districts for uh, state legislatures yeah. to do. And by the way, can I just pause for just a moment? One of my most favorite uh, uh, trivia questions from uh, Revolutionary Era history. Mm. The, the term gerrymandering comes from that Governor Jerry up in Massachusetts because he was the first one to do that craziness and uh, with the district lines. Really? Yeah, because it looked like a salamander and they called it a gerrymander. I'm a geek. Sorry. That's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's no point in apologizing. I live in for District it. 93, by the way. At this point. So. And so, yeah, you're going to send the address. You're going to tweet it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going to tweet that out. Okay. <laughs> You'll be able to tell find us it. when your kids go to school, where you can find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'd be great. <laughs> Nothing will come of that. Like you know that. what I mean? No. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. You're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Yeah, you're doing good. 
Uh, yeah, I hear you earlier talking about Jerry Brown, where he's basically going to fight the federal government on immigration laws, and he's not he's not abiding by it. He's standing up that he's saying that he's breaking the law and he's proud about it, blah, blah, blah. Well, that actually could, I guess, the term slippery slope, everybody uses it, but... That's basically, uh, what is that saying as well, what other governors and mayors are going to do if they were to abandon like the AR-15 or other weapons too, and governors were to step up and say, I'm not abiding by that, and uh, what are you going to do about it? Oh, there would be such an outcry at that point, wouldn't there? Oh, well, remember oh that lady gosh. in what state it was after the gay marriage where in all 50 states where she wasn't giving licenses to gay couples to get married and they arrested her and threw her in jail and the Democrats were more than happy. Oh, she should be arrested. She's breaking the law. It's federal law, blah, blah, blah. They were so happy to use that. And I could see how they'd be with the AR-15 band. They'd be up in arms. People should be arrested. Mm-hmm. It's like, well... I think that could really turn real bad when you start throwing, you know, guns in the mix that I'm not giving up my guns and we're going to have to send people to enforce that law. And that could turn out really, really bad. And literally, I would not say that it happened, but it could turn into literally a civil war because you have armed people now saying, I'm not giving up my guns. This isn't like unpaid parking tickets. This is my rights and I'm not giving up my guns. And yeah. It could turn because, like, what was in some of those cities, the cops now or didn't or probably still don't want to, like, go to like certain crime areas because of like what could happen to them what do you think the cops are going to think well you got to show up and t- take these guns from those people and they're not really going to be willing these cops aren't going to want to go you'd have to call the military in to do it it just could turn re- that slippery slope could be really really bad so jerry brown just he's you know he's a moron but the democrats would go oh, yeah you fight the good fight it's like they're not smart enough to see what how bad this could turn out but um thank you very much have a good day thanks dave you just you just wind him up and and let him go. Yeah, that's good stuff. There. <laughs> you know, people act uh, with their guns like almost like it's a right they were born with. <laughs> so uh, uh. they get really testy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they ever tried confiscation in this country, you can almost guarantee it's going to be. It's going to be blood, bloody. I mean, it could turn into uh, an insurrection. But as as we well know, that you and I, um, they can skip right over our houses because we've already yeah, we already gave ours away a long time in, ago. So. Uh, gave mine to the military. Yep, and um, I, local police for me. I can't remember the exact date, but yeah. and they said, "Well, do you want some paperwork for this?" I said, "No, no, I trust you. Go ahead, just take that. That's a donation to you because yeah. I, I know your budgets have been cut back. This was sure. during the Obama thing." <laughs> I know your budgets have been cut back. Yeah. Go ahead and take them. Just take them all. And uh, so I don't even know where they are now. Uh, in don't Iraq, even know. Probably. Yeah, they might be. Probably in the hands of ISIS. Being put to good use. Because you know what? One of those guns was an AR-15. It's only created for killing. For killing. That's the only purpose it has. Mm-hmm. It, it can't, it can't acts, act as a, uh, as a mixer in your kitchen. It, it can't act uh, as a writing utensil. No. It doesn't make a good topping for ice cream. And what its was it only made for? function made is for? killing. 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 Death. Killing. And death. Murder. Death. Killing. And death. And murder. <laughs> <laughs> it it does help to mock, doesn't it? Yeah. It just helps. I don't uh, know why. Doesn't it doesn't restore hope. It just no, helps. but it just makes me feel good. I just like it better. <laughs> I mean, hey, you want to have you some more fun? You can scream at the top of your lungs, but you don't get anywhere, and it doesn't make me feel better. But that mocking them yeah. makes me feel better. You know what else would make me feel better is to 
say the name of that product that keeps switching things on in people's houses right now, but I won't. I know, because that's just funny. (laughs) But I don't think the owners of that product think it's funny. (laughs) The other problem is some of them actually use it to listen to the show, Uh and then it has to reset everything because it goes to answer your question, and then it takes us off, so... Yeah, we don't want to. It's probably counterproductive. Interrupt the stream, right? <laughs> uh, so Ted Cruz mm. uh, was on with uh, Chris Cuomo, and they're talking about the battle. The uh, it, you know, it, Ted, they're they're saying he's in a big battle with his Democrat, and it might he might lose his seat. I really don't anticipate that, but again, my track record predicting elections lately has not been Let's good. Let's not risk it. Um, but. Here's what uh, here's what Chris Cuomo he's so combative. Anytime he's got a conservative on there, you know he just hates him. And listen to the way in which he asks this question. Well, but the the ad you go after Beto for his name. Beto is obviously Beto O'Rourke. A Why? One, you didn't like that dirty pool when you were running for president, and the president called you Lion Ted. You didn't like that kind of tactic. Okay, well that's a different tactic. Call it you know, making fun of Beto. Which is an unusual name. I mean, can we all understand? No, no big deal. It's not racist. It's not hateful. Just having a little fun with it. That's not the same as calling somebody a liar and attaching that to their name. It's not the same thing. And, you know, look, your name is Raphael. You know, you go by Ted. Your Jeez. middle name is Edward. That's an uh-huh. anglicized version of it. He oh. went the other way and has a more ethnic version of his name. Why mm. go after it? You're both doing the same thing. Well, listen, you're absolutely right. My name is Rafael Edward Cruz. I am the son of my father, Rafael Cruz. Oh, boy, here we an go. An immigrant from Cuba immigrant. Who, who came to Texas with, with nothing. And it had a, a had dollar, $100, $100 in his underwear, in his, underwear in, couldn't in speak his, English, washed dishes, <laughs> making 50 cents an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and my dad's journey of an immigrant coming to Texas seeking freedom, that, that, that's uh-huh. the American story. That, that, that's who we are. Well. Uh, you know, in terms of the jingle... Some of it is just have a sense of humor. I mean, mm-hmm. You actually mm-hmm. miss this, the, the, the central, the title of the song, which is, if you're going to run in Texas, you can't run as a liberal man. And the whole point of the song is... That's a is, catchy title, by the well, way. Yeah, we, we, had to, <laughs> we had some fun with it. Because, listen, Texans, there is a common sense, conservative practicality about Texans. Texans, mm-hmm. we understand... Low taxes, low regulations produce jobs. There's a reason a thousand people a day move to Texas. We have jobs everywhere. Okay, so that's kind of the typical Ted Cruz answer. Um, but but why does he always? Skip I don't over, know why. He skips over the part where his dad killed JFK. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know that's why an important he does that. Piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it Look, is. <laughs> underwear got the money in it. Dishwasher killed JFK and then... hated JFK and, and assassinated him, of course. But but the point is, yeah, <laughs> he's an immigrant. Uh-huh. Uh Anyway, Beto O'Rourke is like from Ireland, right? Aren't his O'Rourke really? is an Irish name? Yeah, but huh? He adopted the nickname. Beto, which is a common Spanish nickname for Roberto, uh, because I don't know why. It doesn't say why. Is he part Hispanic, maybe? That's possible. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, what Cuomo was referring to, where they made sort of poked fun at his nickname a little bit, Mm -hmm. was in this new Ted Cruz ad, uh, which is a country song. Well, but the the ad, Um, you go after... Although that's not it. It's uh, this... Here it is. If you're gonna run in Texas, you can't be a liberal man. Yeah. Because liberal thought is not the spirit of a lone star man. Uh. You gotta be tough as Texas. 
Yeah. Okay. If you're gonna run in Texas, can't be a liberal man. See, it's a country jingle because in Texas we this all is, no love. Don't say it because it's music. not true. No, nope. um, we all no, wear. We do not. A cowboy boots. Do not. And every one of us has a ten-gallon hat. Not true. And then we go down to Gillies. Negative. And we do the Texas two-step to this. Yeah. See. So we changed his name to Beto and hit it with a grin. <laughs> Horrible man. Beto Bad. Wants to take our guns. Wants to take our guns. Oh. 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 Yeah. I'm Ted Cruz and I approve this message. You shouldn't have, Ted. <laughs> you should. See, here's the problem. Great policies, bad delivery. Sure. It's been his problem from the beginning. That's why he's not currently the president of the United States. If he could connect with people. He would he would be the greatest politician in this century. Mm-hmm. It just can't quite do it. He just doesn't quite get there. It's so, so close and yet I, so far away. I would never. That's a great U two song, by the way. I'll introduce it to you after the show. All right. Um. So uh-huh. so I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from giving money to the uh, Ted Cruz campaign. All right. I hope not. You just paid for studio time to record that song. So congrats on that. I know. It's uh you know, it's maybe not the best effort of all time. But again, that's Ted's problem. Yes. Let me tell you about a new weight loss product that's uh a part of the Blaze family now. Now we all know diet and exercise are the tried and true, proven method to lose weight, but here's something that can just help. It boosts your energy and it makes you feel better. It's Riduzone. It's a safe, natural, FDA acknowledged new dietary supplement. To help you lose weight and maybe more importantly, keep it off. <clears throat> it raises your metabolism. And that's a really important aspect of this. It was uh, launched by a local company who took the good stuff in olive oil, the OEA. And uh, that's been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite and it burns fat. So with the right kind of nutrition and diet and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight and more importantly, keep it off like it has with Sarah who you see every day, Monday through Thursday, on the news and why it matters. She hosts that show. She lost over 100 pounds, and that was a while ago. But she says uh, Riduzone helps keep her cravings at bay, makes it a lot easier to control her appetite, and she doesn't think about it all day long. If you want to learn more or just get there and order, you finally heard enough, visit Riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Riduzone dot com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 thirty three ninety three. 
We had a, a big primary election in Texas yesterday. A lot of you know local issues, judgeships and all that stuff. It's so hard to determine who to vote for in that. I, I kind of like uh, the judge who quit over it. I sort I hate the random randomness of that too because it's just too hard to figure out. The you don't know nothing. You know nothing about them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that's. Leave me alone on this. I don't know. The randomness is how the Democrats in South Carolina got Alvin Green to run against Jim DeMint because he was the top of the ballot. Remember that? Yeah, and they didn't didn't know the other ones. Started the recession. Plus, they probably thought Al Green was the singer that did Let's Stay Together. I'm so in love with you. Remember the uh, Obama version of that? It's the greatest thing he ever did while he was president. The only good thing he did was sing that song. That's it. That's it. That was it. And then, oh, wait, no, he did one other good thing during his time in office. It's when he left <laughs> on January 20th. Yes, but it happened very near the end of his administration. Right. But, you know, we said earlier, I mean, what's the, yeah. what's the, the rule? Um, if you can't say something good, don't, don't say, say anything at all. Well, he left, so that's my... <laughs> we just said two good things about <laughs> Barack Obama. He sang Let's Stay Together pretty well, uh-huh. and he left. <laughs> what else? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from a Marxist? <laughs> what do you want? Uh, All right. Interesting story about Twitter censoring pro-life tweeters. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey um, is responding to this. After a conservative writer, Devin Cena, tweeted a picture of a healthy unborn baby with the caption, this is a human. And then he added the hashtag, trigger a liberal in four four words. Yeah. That was fun over the weekend. So Twitter chose to suppress the factually accurate tweet as, quote, sensitive material and warned users before they saw it. That's ridiculous. Do they do that on pro-choice tweets? No way. Did they do that to... Planned Parenthood just tweeted out a bunch of garbage recently. They left all that alone? Do we have a picture of the... I'll bet we don't, but look at this. There's nothing offensive about that. It's a baby... It's a baby in a womb. It's not gross. It's not inaccurate. It's a biology textbook. Here's the problem, though. Oh, what do we got? Oh, it shows you that inside the womb, there's no denying that's an actual person. That is a baby. That's not tissue. That's not material. It's not a Volkswagen. Not a head of lettuce. Well, it's a human baby. For sure. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The baby has a head. Yeah. Oh, Just, that's... It's made of you know yeah. flesh and bone. That's what threw me off. Brain matter inside, but, it. mm-hmm. but it's not lettuce. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. And under that, he writes, uh, this is a human. Trigger a liberal in four words. I mean, that's so great. Twitter, however, said, Up, upon review, we've determined that the media is potentially sensitive and have labeled it accordingly. There will now be a click-through warning message over the media for users whose accounts are set so they're informed before viewing media that may be sensitive. Shut up. The email warned that all of Cena's future tweets could be permanently suppressed in a similar manner if he didn't self-censor in the future. Get away. Again, now it's a private business. They can do this if they want to. But this should give you pause. Do I want to be a customer of Twitter? Do I want to use them? When they do this kind of stuff, Twitter is consistently censored pro-lifers who use the platform to raise awareness on behalf of the unborn. Uh, the tech giant in February barred pro-life group Human Coalition from advertising three pro-life tweets. 
One was <clears throat> abortion is not health care. Okay, that's terrible. Intentionally killing a human being contradicts the Hippocratic Oath. Abortion is not health care. <laughs> yeah. And then they tweeted out, abortion is the leading cause of death among black Americans. Good gosh. Think about that. Yeah. It's the leading cause of death among black Americans and the ultimate form of racism. Yet it's rarely a part of the national conversation on racism. They eliminated that tweet. They banned it. Almost. And then over the picture of this beautiful black baby, they write, uh, almost 80% of Planned Parenthood facilities are located in minority communities. Huh. A little quick reminder about the racism of abortion. I mean, uh, black leaders should be marching in the streets. No kidding. And I've said it before. Uh, it's no less true. In New York City, more black babies are aborted than born. Well, that's despicable. Stunning. That is reprehensible. And and it's something that we just ignore, and it's just allowed to continue. And when you cup when you couple that statistic, and you think about abortion being the leading cause of death among Black Americans. Um, how is not, and then you think back to why Planned Parenthood was created. It's fulfilling its purpose. Yes, it was created specifically to eliminate the undesirable Negroes, as she put it. Margaret Sanger put mm-hmm. it. Uh, she even tried to convince black clergy to help her in her cause. I, I mean, so so sick and despicable. Uh, but it's never brought up. And they're exempt from criticism for some Such reason. Such an easy argument to make if oh we would gosh. just take the time. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why I loved the interview with Dan Brown so much. Is it Dan Brown, the uh, candidate in Oklahoma? What was his name? Dan Fisher. Dan Fisher. Yeah, it wasn't Brown. Dan Fisher, who wants to abolish abortion entirely in, uh, in, in Oklahoma. That is a strong stand. Mm-hmm. Speaking of strong stands and valiant causes... There's no secret that our veterans are basically forgotten by this government, the one that they serve and protect. But that's where we come in, of course, as Americans, to fill in that gap. You know, there's 72,000 veterans organizations. None of them pay the funeral costs of veterans who have committed suicide. And that happens, by the way, 22 times a day. The average funeral costs around 7000 bucks, but you can spend a lot more than that. The VA only pays for 300 that's why a great guy named Troy, who lost a battle buddy to suicide, was determined to help pay for a proper funeral for his friend. So he started creating furniture like this. This is so beautiful. This beautiful American flag. And every penny, every penny goes to help veterans' families pay for suicides and their funerals. doesn't pay for the suicide, but it pays for the funeral uh, after they do that. So, I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff you can see on this website. And all, again, all of the sales benefit those who served. Make a real difference today. Go to dogtagfurniture.com. Help this incredibly great cause. That's dogtagfurniture.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 900 uh, China's space station, uh, the Tiangong. Oh, you nailed that. Tiangong 1 space station. Sure. About to crash into the earth. I think we mentioned this a few months ago. Well, it's getting close now. Oh, now we got to do something. Next couple of weeks. So we better move. <laughs> Problem is we don't know to where. Yeah. Unless it's off the planet, then you'll be okay. Uh, China's first space station is expected to come crashing down to Earth within a couple of weeks. Scientists haven't been able to predict where, though. It's eight and a half tons, so about 20,000 pounds. Mm. That would hurt if it fell on you. Yeah, you wouldn't. You'd have a bruise for weeks. I bet. I mean, sure. You'd have a bruise for weeks. Just we'll wear hard hats for a few weeks and get on with our lives, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then you, you know, you rub some ointment on it or something. It'd be okay. What was the other option? We could move. You could move. Except you might move to where it's going to land, and then that would suck. Oh, I thought you meant like off the planet, because that's very tempting. (laughs) To just leave this rock. U.S.-funded aerospace corporation estimates Changgong. One will re-enter the atmosphere during the first week of April, give or take a week. That's a great thing. We don't know where, and we don't know when. We yeah. just know it is. Just keep looking up, yo. The uh, European Space Agency says the module will come down between March 24th and April 19th. That's oh, a pretty a wide Their window, spread. You talk about not being able to commit. Europe's got like a three-week window there, huh? In, <laughs> in 2016, China admitted it lost control of it. And it would be unable to perform a controlled reentry. So, oh well. Yeah, well. Dang it. Yo, <laughs> y'all get ready. We're hopeful. I mean, I am hopeful this will land in the ocean. What's, is it 75%? Yeah, about three, 70%. Three yeah. quarters of the world's well, wait area a now, wait a is minute. covered by water. Wait a minute. You and I grew up, and the fact was 70% of the Earth's surface covered by water. If Al Gore's correct, we're probably at about 95%. So we probably only have about a 5% chance because all the sea level rise. Right. The statement from Aerospace said there was a chance that a small amount of debris from the module will survive re-entry and hit the Earth. Small. Don't even worry about it then. Yeah, it's negligible. If this should happen, any surviving debris would fall within a region that's a few hundred kilometers in size. So what does that mean? Is it a million miles or is it three inches? I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, we don't have any idea. Stop talking in kilometer talk. That just doesn't make any sense to anybody. I mean, what are they, like math majors? <laughs> Come on. What are we, like foreigners or something? No, we're not. <laughs> we're Americans. Speak American. Put that in your pipe. Uh, aerospace warned that the space station might be carrying. Oh, good. Uh-oh. <laughs> they well, also well. said, yeah, and, uh, okay, so we don't know where, we don't know <laughs> when. And side note. Uh, it might contain a highly toxic corrosive fuel called hydrazine. 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 How do you spell hydrazine? H-Y-D-R-A-Z-I-N-E. <laughs> Let's just find out what hydrazine is. Well, like you don't know that it's an inorganic compound. With the chemical formula, blah, 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 blah. So it's man-created. Man-created. Um, it is... Um, mm-hmm. What does it do to you? Stuff. It's highly toxic, it says. It does stuff. And corrosive. So, you know, in addition to the bruise, you might get a little <laughs> fuel spilled on you that might eat through your skin. Yeah, so uh, effects to the that. lungs, liver, spleen, <laughs> and thyroid have been reported. Ah, uh, take an aspirin. Living animals. If you get some of this on you, take an aspirin. 
and rub some ointment on the bruise you got from it's falling wow. on you. Okay, liver tumors have been observed and rodents exposed by... Oh, that's what I need oh, in my attic. Don't even worry some about hydrazine. it. hydrazine. Speaking of rodents, uh, did we talk about the fact that they may have developed... They did develop an Alzheimer's drug yeah. that is reversing memory for rats? Yes. Yes, you did. There's nothing worse than a rat that forgot where it's li- where it lives. Because I, I just feel so badly when that happens. My rats aren't <laughs> they suffering. Don't, they have not forgotten, have they? That they know right where to affliction. go in your attic. Hey, the anecdote for uh, anecdote. I'm sorry. The antidote for um, hydrazine is yeah. uh, vitamin B6. Oh, okay. So just so take let's some just, in advance. You'll yeah, be let's fine. Just, let's just go raid the Walmart of the B6. And, Walk it uh, off. <laughs> So when the space station falls on you and spills hydrogen, hydrazine all over your body, just get up and walk it off. Yeah. So just build up your immunity for the next couple of weeks with some B6. And, uh, your- Worked for the Dread Pirate Roberts. Hmm? <clears throat> he built up an immunity to... Uh, Not hydrazine. I cannot believe I can't remember that. Well, I mean, it was a long way to the world to begin with. Yeah, now well, I'm, now I'm lost yeah, completely. <laughs> you believe that? That movie was 31 years ago now? Wow. Yeah, we're just kind of... Wow. All over the place right now. Uh, that's fun. It's yeah, fun. It's fun. And do you want to know that uh, hydrazine was coined by Emil Fisher in 1875? I wonder if he's related to. Uh, We've been making it. Our own Jeff Fisher. Proud makers of hydrazine since 1875. Yeah, I don't even understand why. A rocket fuel? Huh. Oh, that, now it, we came full circle. Now we know why it's on board that thing that's crashing into us. It's rocket fuel. There you go. And stuff. Okay. So it might also corrode your uh, lungs, but don't worry about that. Make you faster. It, there's a chance it'll land somewhere where you're not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. We should. Oh, there's got to be some sort of like uh, uh, lottery or whatever. Like you could put like squares somewhere on Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Put your chip here, and yeah. if it lands, you win like the pot. That would be good. Where are you gonna put yours? Uh, on your house. I'm going to put it right on top of your house. <laughs> That's almost a hostile statement. What, what are you trying to do, man? I have no control over that space station. I can't control it. Hey, I'm but just... we, know, we know what it would do to the rats in my house. So right. That's right. This could be a win-win. Yeah. Uh, also, Adam Rippon apparently has been uh, contacted in some way by Mike Pence. He asked him to meet with him. And, and this is cool because... What has Pence ever done except try to protect religious liberty when he was governor in Indiana? And he passed the Religious uh, Protection Act. And it doesn't do anything to the LGBT community. It just it protects people like bakers so they won't be sued if they, if they feel like they can't do a uh, gay marriage. Hmm. Uh, but Adam Rippon, during the Olympics, chose to attack him several times before... Even during when he said, it's not about me being gay, it's about my athletic ability. Really? Well, then why have you made this about you being gay the whole time? Anyway, he appeared on CNN yesterday to talk about uh, the invitation for Mike Pence. Here it is. You know, the conversation, I don't really have anything personally to say to Mike Pence. The conversation isn't for me. It's for people whose lives have been changed by legislation that he's pushed. Um, before the opening ceremonies, he tweeted at me and he said, I want you to know that I'm for you and I'm for all the Olympians, which I think that's great. But I don't believe it because when I go home, are you still for me? Are you still for other LGBTQ 
Americans? Are you still for that trans man or woman that wants to join the military? Are you still for that lesbian couple that wants to get married? That's where I feel like the tweet is almost disingenuous. Okay. You know what? You know what? Uh, okay. Help me. Very, okay. Let me just help me. I'm, try, I'm trying. Um, can I just say this? This guy makes me just as crazy as <laughs> those Parkland kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he was uh, very um, uh, limited in his definition uh, when he stopped at LGBTQ. Uh-huh. Because as we've learned on this program, uh, there's an I and there's an A and there's another A and there's some B's and a Z and a X and a two, I think, in there. Or maybe it's a four. I forget. But I just it's know that two. Adam at mm-hmm. Ripon didn't. No. Didn't. Didn't acknowledge. That and what here's here's what Mike Pence did. And everybody everybody okay. knew it about this at the time. He, he killed, signed. Killed Gate. No, no, he signed <clears throat> the Religious Freedom Rest- Restoration Act, the RFRA. And that kills. Remember when we were talking about this? It doesn't kill homosexuals it doesn't jail them no no are you sure it's actually to protect religious freedom and if if somebody is trying to make you do something that violates your religious conviction Hmm. you're protected under this law now should have been protected in the first place under i don't know the united states constitution but since people in colorado and oregon and elsewhere were made to pay dearly for their religious beliefs Mike Pence said, hey, while I'm governor in Indiana, that's not going to happen. The signing was met by criticism, of course, um, from the NCAA, which <laughs> what, what do you, what's the NCAA doing in that? They don't want to hold their tournaments there or whatever. Or? Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Uh, Tim Cook of Apple did that Subaru backed out. Good. We don't want your crappy cars at our state anyway. Um, opponents of the law claimed it targeted LGBTQIA plus squared. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. All it all it means is it doesn't make it okay to. And they actually put an amendment on the bill to make sure it didn't discriminate against homosexuals. What it was designed to do and what it does is protect the rights of Christians in that state, Muslims too, for that matter. Anybody who doesn't want to participate in a same-sex marriage, you don't have to. So it hasn't hurt any uh, gay or lesbian in Indiana. Hasn't hurt any of them. Tell me what it's done to them, Adam Rippon. He, he can't explain what it did. He just knows it did something. <laughs> just, there's no difference between him and these 17-year-old kids who are babbling stuff they know nothing about. The vote, by the way, was approved by the by the legislature, forty to ten. That doesn't happen in this day and age if it's hugely controversial. Even in Indiana, Ugh. Indiana passed the bill in the perfect storm of media attention. Fifteen hundred credentialed media were coming to uh, Indiana for the final four. That's that's the context of the NCAA jumping in. And I think it was already too late to move the Final Four from India, Indianapolis. Wasn't oh, that their deal? Is that the case? But I they weren't going to come again if you if you pass this law. Ooh, way to stand on principle, NCAA. And they did the same thing in North Carolina over the dumb bathroom thing that was just trying to protect women from men coming in. In an environment of hashtag me too.
but whatever. I mean, just it's maddening. But you had uh, George Takai, who is uh, the Star Trek actor, right? He played Sulu. Oh, boy. He called the bill bigotry, cloaked as religious protection. All right, go drug some guy unsuspectingly. Which he did, which he did already. So, I mean, I don't oh. know if he wants to no. be that derivative where he does the same thing over and over That's and over true. again. I mean, could be his thing, though. I don't know. Everybody's got to have a thing. This could be drugging young guys. That was one of the weirder uh, admissions in this whole Me Too thing is when they asked him, well, yeah, but you've never, you've never sexually harassed another uh, 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 you know, he's got that big, deep laugh. Uh, 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 well, he couldn't answer it. Uh-huh. In fact, he did answer it. Well, not, you know, when it comes to a job. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I sexually harassed other people that happened to come into my home, uh-huh. and I tried to get them to have sex with me when they didn't want to. Uh-huh. But. Okay, so tell me how to live my life again, please. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know how I have been a... Just, I guess, the uh, little black rain cloud today, and there's no mm-hmm. hope. I, I, mm-hmm. Can I interject a little bit of hope here with the uh, Ted Cruz numbers? Do you mind? Okay, sure. Okay, so if you take Ted Cruz's votes last night, mm-hmm. um, and then you take all the Democrat votes combined, Ted Cruz still wins 56 to 44. Nice. Okay, now, mm-hmm. then, I, then I said, okay, well, that's fun. What if you took all of the Republican votes that w- did not go to Ted Cruz and gave them to Beto O'Rourke, right? Mm. Uh, Ted Cruz still wins. Even if every Republican voter that didn't vote for Ted Cruz joined and voted for Beto O'Rourke in November, Ted Cruz would still have more votes based on last night's tally. But Texas is about to turn blue! <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, okay, thanks. Those are Democrats that are sad. Thanks. See what I did there? Triple eight. Yeah, I, I did. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. You know, you know, and I know that America's schools are not like when we grew up. We grew up in safety. You never even thought that something strange like is going on would happen. And learning was more than safe spaces and propaganda. That's why, because of all the changes, because of the indoctrination of our kids, you should really consider. Freedom Project Academy's fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten kids all the way through high school. It's an incredible interactive education where your kids attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. They also, the Freedom Project Academy accepts not one penny of government funding, so they're not subject to the government telling them what to do all the time. They teach your kids how to think, not what to think. It's so refreshing. It's so great. And people are asking all the time, how do I, what do I do with all this? What can I do about the propaganda in my schools? Here's something you can do. Go to freedomforschool.com and just start out by getting your free information packet. The enrollment ends in July, but classes fill up fast, so don't wait on this. Freedomforschool.com and tell them Pat sent you. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is interesting. Porsche is uh, trying to come up with a flying taxi within the next ten years. They're in the early stages of drawing up a blueprint of a flying taxi. They've been working on the development of it, but they expect it could take up to a decade to finalize the technology before they can launch it in actual traffic. Mm. We're finally starting to get the flying cars we were promised in the 1950s. That is really kind of the one thing that just about all futurists sort of envisioned, and then you saw it in movies all the time. And it's never materialized. And then we were teased around the turn of the century when um, we had this great invention was going to change the world, and we got yeah, we got the, the Segway. Segway. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, the That's motorized scooter. It's Ooh. it's a scooter. That I mean, it has revolutionized. Um, no, it's changed shopping it's, malls. It has changed the life of mall cops <laughs> right. all over the country. <laughs> mall cops yeah. love that thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, some tourist companies in like Washington D.C. Rent them out to tourists, and they can sail around on those. It's, it's really changed the way civilization operates. Completely. You remember that oversell? Wow, that was crazy. Yeah. And what was it? And uh, we thought, that's what I thought they were talking about. I thought, wow, they've come up with a flying car. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we yeah, all It's did. a scooter. We all, I mean, we talked, yeah, that really. Thank mm-hmm. you, Dean Kamen, yeah, for the scooter well, and then it was. But who was it, though, that it was Bob Saget, right? Because he was friends with him. He's the one that said that. Well, he right? said it, but also Did a Dean bunch also? of other uh, industry leaders like Bill Gates okay. were invited to check it out. And they all came out raving about it like that. Okay. This thing's going to change civilization as we know it. Now, in hindsight, hmm. they could have said that about like the iPhone yeah, oh, yeah. and been accurate. Oh, yeah. But no, they, they, That's really true. they blew it on the Segway. Yeah. With their hyperbole. So they didn't even try it with the iPhone. They're like, yeah, they're not going to buy that anymore. Let's just keep that to ourselves. <laughs> this is going to change civilization as we know it, but let's not say that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going in subtle this time. <laughs> okay. So we're finally going to get our, our flying car. Cool. Uh, one of the executives at Porsche singled out flying vehicles as one of the mobility solutions for congested urban areas across the world. Hmm. So now, if you did this, you really would revolutionize society. Um, Porsche and the parent company Volkswagen would join a raft of companies working on designs for flying cars in mm-hmm. anticipation of the shift in the transport market towards self-driving vehicles and on-demand digital mobility services. We're looking into how the individual mobility can take place in congested areas where today and in the future... It's unlikely that everyone can drive the way they want. That's an interesting statement. Because when, and we've talked about this before too, when the auto-driving car, when the self-driving car is perfected, if they ever get it perfected, you know they'll outlaw human drivers. They just will. They have to. You can't have both on the the road. It's one or the other. And they're going to say it's too unsafe with you making stupid decisions judgments as a human that the car won't do and eventually maybe we don't even need roads roads remember that well, line at the end of all crumbling anyway yeah so then you can build down oh yeah there that because was, we're gonna was that, uh, into back the back to the of the future yeah but mm-hmm. see but you could get rid of roads and just uh build stuff down there because we're all going to be in these flying cars which by the way suspiciously sound like helicopters 
but that's what they wind up looking like yeah. and that's not what i i envisioned the jetson flying car it looks like a car but it flies that's what i want i want the jetson's flying car don't come to me with your helicopter looking thing that's dumb do you want your meal and a pill as well no no but i want the star trek meal where you just tell the replicator what to make i want uh steak and eggs and it shows up on your plate Huh. It just materializes there. I mean, you don't have to cook it or anything. It's going to there. Taste? It's delicious. I mean, it's going to taste delicious. Really? What if it's made with a 3D printer? Then it might be a little <laughs> stale. <laughs> and kind of interestingly, the 3D printer is also doing some of those things that you know science fiction envisioned. Uh, and the iPad, speaking of Star Trek, looks just like what was always given to Kirk to look over like the schedule, the crew schedule. Yeah. Only it does a lot more than the crew schedule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Have another story here. Um, as we've talked about future occurrences and things we should worry, worry about technologically, apparently Facebook really is spying on us and not just through your phone's microphone. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Uh, A conspiracy theory has spread among Facebook and Instagram users. The company is tapping our microphones to target ads. Well, they say they're not, though. Facebook does not use your phone's microphone to inform ads or to change what you see in its news feed. Um, But Facebook uh, already watches what we do online and even offline. Yeah wandering around the physical world, they don't need the phone's microphone. So that's why it's a true. They don't need the microphone to hear you and see you and monitor you. Um, When you dig into various parts of information that Facebook and its advertisers collect, uh, you find out how many different ways they have to get all the information they need and then some on you. I mean, that's why if you ever, let's say you search for um, shoes and you just look at the prices of shoes for a little while, like 20 minutes later on your, uh, on whatever website you're looking at, the ads suddenly pop up with Payless. Exactly. Or, you know, some sporting shoe outlet. It's kind of scary because, I mean, it's almost immediate now. They just know absolutely everything we're doing. I wonder what kind of things get advertised to Jeffy on his phone. <laughs> I don't think you want to know. Hmm? Yeah, we won't get into that. Oh. Because that could be... Uh, and, and they don't need to pop up. He's already gone there. He's just been <laughs> yeah, he's, straight to the source. He's been there all day checking <laughs> it out. So <laughs> That's what he does back yeah, there. Yeah, that's kind of a different deal. <laughs> People wonder what Je- Jeffy does here. Yeah. That's what he does. He looks at websites. Well, he's got to check his, because that's what he's... <laughs> right. Side business. Right. So that's what you mean. 888-900-3393. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with much more, right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.